following program is a proud member of the Palava family of podcasts. Check out all the shows over at palava.com. That's P A L A V A.com. Jeff, knock it off. You're not running sincerely. You're not even interested in student government. I know, and yet the people love me. It's almost as if politics were a huge joke. <gasps> okay, look, I'm sorry I asked you to hang my flyers, but I suggest you drop out right now because not only will I beat you, I will make you cry.、Mm. Oh, I feel a slight ego blowing in from the east. You're gonna feel my foot blowing in from the south. Bring it on, Ponce de Leon. I'm gonna, Greg Muldana. It's a real guy. He owns a mattress store downtown. You can look it up. Commence primary ignition. One day, somebody's gonna have to make a stand. One day, somebody's gonna have to say. How's it going? It's going well. I'm checking into the studio on Foursquare, and I'm drinking a beer because I am still the mayor of the. <laughs> I better be the mayor of my own damn house. Well, yeah, I would think so. Yep. You know, I, 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 I'm just going to make shit up to be the mayor of I <laughs> that spot in the living room. I'm the mayor. I'm the mayor of my car. <laughs> um, I saw something on Twitter and I retweeted it the other day. Where someone said, "How come Colonel Gaddafi hasn't ever made himself a general?" <laughs> Which I thought was fucking hilarious. I wish I could credit whoever wrote oh, it. Oh, that's, good. that's、uh, good. But I'm not going to. So.、Um, I haven't even thought about、um, about what about、uh, what I wanted to start with. <laughs>、um, I have we have a beer. We're drinking again. Yeah, which I think is good. It's all right.、Know. Yeah, I got a long time without it, and I'm I'm just sort of back <laughs> into it again. So,、um, I really liked that clip that you、uh, that you chose for that. I thought that was a, a perfect、yeah. sort of.、Um, Example of the political system in this country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. By way of community. Yeah,、oddly. no, most definitely, it was good. It was good. Did you、uh, Did you watch the Oscars? No, I watched some of it. James Franco was just terrible. They, they, she looked good. She I mean, looked, okay, I watched probably an hour. Yeah, and I, then, then then I'm like, fuck it, I got to go to bed. I watched the last hour, and I watched like the first hour because、okay. I went because I came home from work and I DVR'd it. And、um, I watched the last hour with Julie, and then、um, I watched. Then I went downstairs and watched it. And, like it was nice to be able to fast forward through commercials and stuff like that. So,、uh, but James Franco looked terribly stiff. Oh my god, he looked. I think he so was, uncomfortable. Yeah, he was kind of、uh, what nervous. So、that? yeah, looked as she was. Perf, she was great. Yeah, I thought she was fantastic. You know, I thought she was so good. She should host it herself next year. She's she was funny. She was charming. She was comfortable up there. Yeah, you know, she seemed to、He's, genuinely be having a good time. He is not the right kind of comedian for no, that. No, for no, that no, no, no. I don't, I don't think so, I don't think so at all. You know, there's a 
I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. I mean, it's really the first time I've seen him in something unscripted. You know, okay. like like I've never really seen interviews or heard him and stuff like that, you know, but he, right. uh, I mean, he seems like a, you know, cool guy. He does a lot of shit, you know, he's That's like, true. you know, That's getting true. a couple of advanced degrees and he's, you know, does a, just, he writes and he's done a ton of stuff. I you just, know, I didn't uh, even, I didn't even think to call up the winners. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was good. Yeah. So, um, I, I was pleased that King's speech did really well. Yeah. I mean, okay. None of it really was like surprising or interesting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is going to make noise. Hold on. Now it won't. Just, right. just get to the list. Stupid website. Just what? go. To, there we go. There we go. The list right. right there. Okay. No, that's. Oh, Jesus. They got to list them all and yeah, then put winner next to it. I'm not, I don't want to go on the official site then. No, let's, just go to like. Let's do a bootleg site. Like Yahoo or something <laughs> like that, where it just gives you the list. Go to something like we just post things in text shit yeah. dot com. But right, I thought it was CNN. I thought it was fun. I'll do it. Yeah. All right. So we we both said King's Speech was going to win for yeah. Best Picture, and it did. And Colin Firth won for Best Actor for King's Speech. Natalie Portman won for Black Swan. You were right with Christian Bale. Did yep. I say Christian Bale? I don't remember. I don't know. I um, had said at one point I wanted to see Jeremy Renner win, uh, and then I probably said Jeffrey Rush at one point, and I, I don't know. I was all over the place. Melissa Leo, I I kind of took a stab at that. I, did I had you a say feeling, her? I did. Oh, I did. Nice. And I, you know, and if I didn't say it on the show, I said it on the uh, the Oscar ballot at work. <laughs> so when I came in second place, so all right, I forget. Oh, I said the girl from True Grit. Okay, I ended up though, like in, with a lot of the smaller categories. You know, like all the the technical ones yeah i didn't see i ended those. up i ended up awarding like six oscars overall to inception <laughs> and they won like a lot of like editing and like sound editing and mixing and stuff like okay that. so i did okay with that so animated was toy story foreign language was in a better world i think i had said dog tooth i said beautiful yeah uh documentary inside job Surprising. i actually thought there was a porn and it was inside job that would be interesting. <laughs> Documentary short with Strangers No More. Adapted screenplay was The Social Network, which I think we all expected. Yeah. Uh, original screenplay was The King's Speech, which isn't a surprise, but I thought Inception. Can somebody explain it. to me why Toy Story 3 was adapted? You know what? Why don't we finally just like look it up? Because I don't, I don't get it. I understand. You know, it's, it said something because it was, you know, from, you know, pre-existing characters but i mean what the fuck it's a sequel um let's see just ask the question why is toy story adapted? i did what why oh maybe help if i could spell why um there you go all right let's see because <laughs> it, it, it'll come up fucking because sequels are considered to be adapted because of being based on previous films does that make sense? Huh. Of course, this is just Yahoo Answers, so any Yahoo can answer that question. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's really interesting. Here's one. Film Buff Online will explain it. Um, let's see. It's a sequel with existing characters. That's interesting. Yeah. That doesn't 
I just never. Maybe it's something that I just never, it never occurred we to me. We never noticed. Like, yeah, because like if Spider Man you know, one sequels. and two are going to get nominated, they're both adapted from comic books. Yeah. Anyway, like did Empire Strikes Back get nominated for screenplay? I think this. I think the Star Wars sequels actually got like just the technical achievements. Yeah. So maybe we haven't seen a sequel be nominated for a screenwriting award. That's a good. That's a good question. Um, let's see. If you go to the IMDb page, there's an awards oh. thing there. Okay, right. I forgot about that. If there was just some internet database of movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Empire Strikes Back. Oh, Which I saw on a big screen recently, like over the weekend, and it was it was. I gotta tell, it's one of those things where you know you watch a movie like that and you think, oh, they're gonna be these these slow parts. There are no slow parts in that. There's nothing where I'd be like, okay, I want to get up and go to the bathroom because I just wanted to see all of it and it was awesome. All right, so where am I looking here? Um, I don't know. Is there like a thing where? Because it'll usually talk, it'll usually have a thing like awards at one and yeah, but this stuff is the like that. new IMDb. Oh so. yeah, it's just lame. Um, oh, it's acting kind of slow. Storyline, plot, tagline, genre, rating, parental guide, country, language. Out. Go weird. Maybe go all the way down to the end. Huh. I guess not. Okay, let's see. <laughs> um, interesting. They, 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 I know I've seen awards. There we go. Under opinion. Huh. Um, let's see. Nominated for Best Art Direction, Set Direction, Best Music, Best Sound, okay. and Special Achievement Award. Okay, so it just... Yeah. Okay, so it it... Maybe we just haven't seen a sequel get nominated for for best picture for, for no but anything, but, but right? screenplay but we're talking screen like it's the screenplay yeah. adapted we'll have thing. To do some go to godfather 2 i'll look okay while why we don't talk you about look? other I'll stuff read the rest i'll look of these. on this um i just want to point out that right now we live in a world where scott pilgrim versus the world or kickass or tron are not nominated for like art direction or anything like that, but we live in a world where Alice in Wonderland has won two Oscars. Yeah. Yeah. Alice, Alice in Wonderland wasn't a great movie, but it looked it great. It wasn't even a good movie. But it's, it looked it, it looked really good though. I'm sorry. It, it it did, but it was terrible. Yeah, it wasn't good, but like I said, it just... Um... So it won for art direction, which I can see, and it won for costume design, which I guess I can see, but still. Uh, cinematography went to Inception. Uh, let's see. Makeup went to The Wolfman, which really surprised me. Yeah. Because uh, that was another terrible movie. Film editing went to Social Network, and Inception wasn't even nominated. Again, we talked about that last week. Yeah. Visual effects inception finally fucking won something it deserved. That's good. Uh, original song, um, oh, original score was Social Network, which I think that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, song was uh, one of the fucking songs from Toy Story three that nobody remembers. Sound editing was Inception. Sound mixing was Inception. I can understand those. Animated short, The Lost Thing, and live action short, God of Love. So, 
Yeah. Very boring this yeah, year. Yeah, here we go. Best um it wow, it actually won. Oh motherfucker. Wasn't it was it a wasn't it a book? Godfather. Yeah, the, yeah, the original yeah, Godfather the Godfather was. So but it won it got best uh screenplay adapted from other material. So I guess it was considered um Okay. Adapted. That doesn't make sense. But well no, I can it, it doesn't of. necessarily make sense, but I can now I understand it better, I guess is probably yeah. the best way to say it. So. I'm still going to keep telling my joke that it was adapted from Toy Story 2. Because it's sarcastic, but it's the truth. I disagree. <laughs> no, it is the truth. Existing characters. So? So that's the truth part. But you can Everybody say else about... gets it, but you, you uh, don't get it right now. I just, I'm not making fun of the movie with that part of it. Anyway. I'm tired of Pixar, though. I'm not. Good Never. No, I, I am. I think that the forced emotional aspect to everything is wearing really thin. I don't think it's forced. I thought it was, it was totally forced. It was a forced. good story. Eh. It was a good story. I thought, it, I mean, it was as real emotion as you could get with an animated movie with, you know, about toys that come to life. Eh. Whatever. I don't know. I have a heart of stone, apparently. I think it, so. it did nothing for I think me. So. Nothing at all. You need I don't to know. look deeper inside, Christopher. No, I just don't give a shit about Woody, actually. I think he's <laughs> an asshole. I really do. All the toys are kind of a little bit dickish, except Rex. I like Rex. So, whatever. So. What else? I don't know. Um, what have I seen this week? So yeah, the Oscars. Bleh. Apparently, saw, the Grammys happened too, but I, well, I, I don't. I could that. care I don't care even that. less about um, that. I saw Nomeo and Juliet. Did I tell you that? Yeah. yeah so what did I see over the week? I saw. I get all I saw was Star Wars. Well, yeah. Empire Strikes Back. And I felt like I watched something recently. What did I start to watch? <laughs> you felt like you watched something. No, because. <laughs> I don't know. It's because uh, we only recorded what Thursday. Yeah, it maybe that's that it. It's ago. only been like four or five days. So, like, really, all we have is um, the Thursday night stuff. So, yeah, which um, I got to tell you, I watched Thirty Rock twice. That one was all right. I thought it was really, it was, really good. It was a little more um, like the "We're going to teach Liz a lesson" episodes that happen every now and then. Yeah, I kind of like that. It was more that. I was talking to someone about. Um, I hated that girl though. About oh. which one? Oh, the the ditzy one. Yeah, yeah. But Chloe Moretz was uh, was, was good. That was a nice touch. The, the the granddaughter. I thought that was really really well done. My wife only watched half a kick ass, and I said, "Is that the girl from?" She said, "Yeah, hit girl." I'm oh like, yeah. How do you know that? Oh yeah, I thought it was totally clear. Somebody else mentioned that to me. No, but it was like it was like a quick shot before they like bring her oh. the actress. It was like a photograph or oh. something. And, yeah, no, I, and I was right like away. looking down and I looked up. I'm like, hey, wait. Okay. Seen a lot of pictures of Hit Girl. <laughs> That's just <laughs> my inner guy in a trench coat watching <laughs> stick it. Um <laughs> gross. I've had a lot to drink. No, I haven't. But anyway, um, no, I thought it was I thought it was really, really funny, but I was talking to someone about um the whole like will Jack and Liz ever do it? No. I don't think they ever will, because no. it would totally ruin it. It would the whole show would be done. Right. It That's would be your... that would be jumping into the shark. And Never if mind they over. Did, they would have to call it the moonlighting moment 
Yeah, exactly. They'd have to. They'd have to reference it. Somehow. But you know what I would. You, but you know what I would be okay with if, in a flashback kind of thing, they realize that they hooked up at a party when they were both drunk. Okay. So yeah. you'd, you'd still get that awkwardness of them having slept together, right? Without it disturbing anything that's going on now. It would just be one of those things that hangs over their heads. Exactly. Yeah, that could work. You know, I, and I think that. that that could be. That could be pretty, pretty funny. Yeah, that'd be all right. So, um, I'm good with that. But what are you doing over there? You're playing uh, just, Angry Birds, aren't you? No, you were playing Angry Birds. No, <laughs> yes, you were. You? Yeah, I've one level I can't get past. Which one is it? It's like a cowboy level with a wagon. With the wagon? Oh, and I know exactly the one. It's yeah. like something twelve or something I like think that. So, let me see it. It's been bugging me. Do you know how to do it? I haven't been able. No, to no, do no, it. no, no, no. Oh, is that the is that the one you're on? Let me see. Hold on, let me see if I. Um, if you play Angry Birds, folks, you know what 12, we're going five? through. Let me. It's that one. I can't see it that well from here. <laughs> I'm old. No, it's not this one. All right, I've only been doing that one for a little bit. So no, no, no. There's another one with two like, almost like train cars together. Yeah. And I went crazy trying to get because there's like the there's like the stone on top. Yeah, I did that one. Yeah. You have the egg-laying ones and the one bomb one? No, 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 no. Oh, I don't okay. think you have the egg-laying ones. It's no. you have the yellow ones. Okay. And you have to have it come up yeah. and then have it come down in between. Oh, and there's only yeah, like yeah, like yeah. a little space. Right. And you have to hit the wood that's okay. making the wall. I could probably dig it out and show you, but that would be fucking shitty radio here yeah. for folks. Um, I like and don't like the physics of the game. Because they're cartoon physics, so when something starts to lean, like it'll lock in place. Oh, yeah, sometimes like, oh, it'll just sort of stick. Fuck. But there are times that I've sat there and waited because, like, yeah. one of the pigs will like just kind of be rolling, yeah. and I'll sit there. I'm like, "You better keep rolling, motherfucker!" Yep. And I'll wait there for a minute, and it'll just, <laughs> and I'll just wait, yeah, and wait, and wait. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's fun. It's 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 a for the price. It's a really fun game. And oh yeah. It's I, I've seen a lot of people describe it as just kind of like flinging birds at walls, but there you need a strategy. Yeah, you got to kind of think about in the it. upper levels. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's. Kinda I'm getting fun. good with the boomerang bird. The boomerang bird, I I like. My favorite one though is still the black bird that yeah, you know explodes. Yeah. yeah. Because it will like make its way through shit. Oh yeah. And then explode. Right. He gets like two hits and then he yeah yeah. I, I like the speedy one. The yellow one? Because you get bust right through a bunch of shit. Yeah. So anyway, back to <laughs> shit that's not boring. Why don't we why don't we do this just to get everybody's attention back? This guy well, we're not gonna we're gonna stop talking about T V shows. We'll come we'll come back to All it. Right. But this guy was on TV. Alright, so, so that's almost right? the that, same thing. That works. We'll, All right. ju- we'll just let it play. Okay. An explosion. <laughs> I only watched about a minute of this. My f- father said, What the hell was that? Friggin' I've seen some smoke flying through through the wall. And I said, look at the house is on fire. Friggin' I, I, I knew it. Tommy, you've had a few beers. Is that because of the trying to forget the fire? Uh, this is where I stopped listening. I don't know what he's going to say. <laughs> I lived here my whole freaking life. 
I've lived here almost my whole life, buddy. And you know, I have some bad things to say about those people that live next oh, no. door to us. Oh, no. <laughs> but do you think you're lucky to be alive today? No. <laughs> no. Because I'm freaking smart. Freaking eyes. Smell the smoke. My mother smelled it. My father smelled it. Who and dealt it? It was a matter of time that that house friggin' went up. Did you almost fall asleep there? Okay. I think so. And I'll tell you why. Oh no. Oh no. I'm going to get Ray, racial here. Oh, don't do it. I'm going to get racial. Okay. Freaking. You're not going to stop Nobody filled that oil tank all, all winter long. What? Nobody. It was all kerosene. I heard a kerosene explosion. Boom! <laughs> Freaking, I heard it. Freaking, Boom, man. Freaking, I heard the freaking explosion. <laughs> I seen the smoke. Smoke. Flying through my freaking damn wall. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Tommy, thank you for talking to me. Yo, hey. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Next week, we'll have the auto-tune song. Oh, my God. Right? Somebody's got to do that. Oh, wow. He was wicked drunk. Wow. Smoke. <laughs> the smoke was coming through well, the wall. you know you're drunk when you start adding syllables to stuff. <laughs> well, then explain athlete. Athlete. <laughs> Oh, That's awesome. my God. <laughs> anyway, um, did you see Outsourced? I did. What the I hell that was, happened? I thought that was kind of funny. The new guy, they had to hire somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of funny. Yeah, that was all right. That was all right. I like the show. Community. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. Yeah. I think it's interesting that they're giving Gupta more to do. Uh, Gupta's you know, the character. Yeah. Yeah. Asha has like... She gets maybe four lines a show now. That works. You, there's like nothing going on with her. It works. I mean, you can't have her on all the time because then there's nothing to look forward to. It's like, oh, hey, there's the Australian girl he's dating, and then there's the pretty Indian girl. All right, Gupta. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> go do something funny, <laughs> ass clown. And then... Um, Hut Soup, I think yeah. is what Troy's uh, nickname was on this week's uh, episode of Community. I'm Troy Butt Soup Barnes. Yeah. <laughs> What? That's my name. <laughs> I know. I like that a lot. I like the um, the Secret Service thing with Ahmed. Yeah. yeah, that was nice. That was pretty funny. Yeah, that was a good episode. I like that Pierce was in the was in the the election just to make sure that girl got out of the election. Oh yeah, yeah. That was pretty funny. Yeah, it was good. What else? Modern Family was. Which one was that? That was. Oh, it was. I don't know. We already uh, talked about that. Oh, right, we did. Because we did. Because we, yeah. 
Yeah. So let's skip that. Skip that. <laughs> Big Bang Theory, I was only about halfway through the episode, and I fell asleep because I started watching it at like 1 o'clock. Oh, night. okay. Um, we had some people write in and say that they they believe that Bernadette is not yet finished with her master's. So that's why she's working, because she's still a student. Huh. So that makes sense. I don't know if that's... I. It sounds really familiar. Hmm. So, I'll have to go back and, and watch hmm. more episodes. Oh, God. I'll have to go back and watch more episodes. <laughs> um, hmm. That's what I've been watching. Get them to the Greek. Oh, yeah. Which has been, like, okay. Yeah. People said it was fucking hilarious. It was, it's been okay. I don't know. I don't... Um, I'm about three quarters of the way through it. There's a lot of movies that people say are really funny that I just don't. Yeah, I mean, see it. I'm at the part now. Did you see Get Him to the Greek? No. There's this scene where, um, I'm not even going to try to describe it. It's it's the only thing that's made me laugh out loud so far. It's like he's he's about to mess around with this prostitute, uh-huh. and uh, she takes out this big dildo. <laughs> Right? He's like, what is that? You just carry that around with you? You know, and she starts like rubbing it over his face, like over like Jonas Hill's face. Uh, He's just like, Oh God, oh God, please tell me that you've pureled this really, really uh, recently, something like that. And then she starts putting it in his mouth. He's like, Oh God, no, I want to go home. I want to go home. So and that was the only thing that made me laugh really, really hard. And um the girl who plays her is on um She's been on Californication. She has been on Bones. She's really funny. Okay. And I wish I could remember the actress's name, but I just don't find I don't funny. find Jonah Hill funny at all anymore. Yeah, I mean he's he's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Comedians, um, comedians have a short shelf life. Yeah, I do like um like, like people are saying, Oh, Ashton Kutcher should be in Ghostbusters three. No, fuck you. No, he shouldn't. No, he's not the right type of person they're fucking scientists who are they going to who do they have for that who, nobody who's be in it? they said they sent a script to bill murray but nobody even knows if he read it or not it's all fucking bullshit like bill murray <laughs> couldn't use another like 20 million dollars he may not yeah whatever would I they give him 20 million dollars to do that uh, you know he'll get a he'll get a cut of licensing or marketing or whatever it's called we don't know that does merchandising he own, does he own any of any of he the... owns his face so with the way Licensed materials pumped out nowadays, he'll do all right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why we didn't have Terminator figures for such a long time, because Schwarzenegger wouldn't license out yeah. his li- his likeness. Well, so. you know what, though? So Bill Murray doesn't even have to do the movie. No. And he'll still make money. That's so, true. That's true. <laughs> he's like, I'm not picking up the phone. Right. Hey. I don't know. Um, I think it's all bullshit. I think, I think we're seeing one side of it, and he's probably like, all right, as soon as you get shit together, let's yeah. do it. I mean, he did the fucking thing in Zombieland. Yeah. So he can't have bad memories of it if he's, like, playing around with it. And that was, like, the, you know, the set piece movie for him in his cameo for that movie. I mean, it could have been Caddyshack. Yeah. But it was Ghostbusters, so. Um Charlie Sheen. Oh, my God. I tried to find clips. but Oh, my God. No, because it's on just, 2020 tonight. I just got disheartened with the whole thing. What the fuck happened to him? I don't know, but he's, he's like, I'm high. I'm high on Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Oh, he, <laughs> he is so he he is up. He is off the fucking charts. They called his bluff. He said that. Yeah, they, I know. They would, shut the show down. Yeah. And um, 
I don't think it's coming back. I would put money that it's not coming back. That's a real shame. You know, because it's going out. Here's why. Here's why. I had uh, there's proof. There's like historical evidence from Chuck Lorre that it that the show won't come back. What is that? What is Brett Butler's show there? Grace Under Fire. Did she have substance abuse issues? She went into rehab and she had problems with him. They yeah. they went at it and he just shut the show down. Mm-hmm. And it was the highest rated show he had yeah. going. So fuck it. He'll move was on to be good. That was what, like Grace Under Fire. Yeah, I watched it, that but was it was like, like early nineties. Yeah, it was one of those, oh, it's on. <laughs> <laughs> and the remote's way over there. Exactly. It was all right. She was I thought she was kind of funny. But he doesn't need that shit, you know? I guess I guess Charlie Sheen was saying some stuff about him, Probably. and I don't like every show Chuck Lorre has ever done. But what else did he do? He did um, he did Dharma and Greg. And he's got that Mike and Molly. Yeah, not a fan of that one. I did like Dharma. That's and where Greg, the card though. showed up on where he ta- where he addressed Dharma. Charlie Sheen stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, that's interesting. it. Was very cryptic. Yeah, because he does that. He does that card stuff. Yeah, but he he end. capitalized the letter in in grace. Oh really? Yeah, you know, if you had some, you know, it was like, not that this was the line, but it'd be like, you know, if you you leave with grace, and then it was a capital G, so it's like, ah, oh. show's done. <laughs> so he fucked it up. I mean, the guys, the guy is going like to Gary Busey land. He's like totally lost his yeah. mind. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. I know, huh? <laughs> porn stars, porn actresses, are a hell of a drug. So I don't know. He's gonna apparently gonna be on Howard Stern on uh Yeah, but Thursday. he's he's on twenty twenty tonight. Yeah, that's gonna make some for some good clips tomorrow. Oh yeah. Can't wait for the Daily Show to pick that shit up. <laughs> I don't get it. I really don't get it. Like how does he think that's a good idea for his career? No idea. Like him and Mel Gibson and Gary Busey should all just get together and hang out. But the thing is though, Gary Busey, I mean what is I mean, he's I don't I don't know if he I mean Mel Gibson is just you know abusive to you know women and yeah. you know Jews. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Gary Busey's just fucking crazy. Right, that's the thing. Out that's, of his that's, mind. that's the thing. He's like he's not hurting anybody. You know, he's the guy you no. don't make eye contact with on the bus. Exactly. That's that's you where know? I think Charlie Sheen. And Charlie going. Sheen, Charlie Sheen is just kind of like, okay, he fucked up everybody who worked with him on the show. He yeah. fucked them over. I mean, Gary Busey didn't have a TV show that, you know, he Drove into the ocean. No, he just drove a motorcycle without a helmet. Right. So, and uh, he'll never be the same. No, but, but I think that's where, where Charlie Sheen's going to go eventually. People, people are not going to hire him because of this. Right. So. Or they'll wait a suitable enough time and, you know, they'll hope for Robert Downey Jr. Or... Because 10 years ago, no one was hiring Robert Downey Jr. or had much faith true. in him because he was in jail every 10 minutes. Yeah. Or they'll hire him like they hired Jimmy J.J. Walker as like an oddity. Yeah, he'll be so. a you know he'll he'll show up on Celebrity Apprentice in two years. <laughs> yeah, well, he did rehab in his mind. Yeah, but I guess they Fuck they did man. drug tests and he was clean. Yeah. Like there was nothing in his system. Well, good for him. Maybe there was no blood, but he still know. lost his mind. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's fucking crazy. But uh, he's doing lots of cocaine and fucking porn stars. So eh, you know it. Whatever good. blows we'll your see hair you back, in man. memoriam next year at the Oscars then. Because that that is not that's not a trip you're on for a long time. Yeah. So, whatever. Fucking nutbag. Meanwhile, John Cryer's like motherfucker. Yeah. And yeah. Angus T, the kid, 
He's just like, oh, great. I'm in that awkward stage. I'm not a good-looking kid. <laughs> yeah. I am not a good-looking kid. Yeah, what am <laughs> I going to do? fat. What the fuck am I going to do? Oh, Jonah Hill. Any movie he can't get. Yeah, exactly. I'll take. <laughs> Watch, you know, two years from now, we'll find out that he's just like this amazing actor. He starts doing like all sorts of Oscar bait. Or he'll be in Superbad 2, direct-to-video. Yeah. That's what it's called, Superbad 2, direct-to-video. Direct <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It just disgusts me. Like, you know. Well, you know what it, it, it is? It's one of those things where it's, it's. Uh, who said it? Well, so actually, somebody in one of, their, one of their Oscar speeches, it may have been Natalie Portman, who says, you know, I'm so lucky to do, that I get to do the job I do. Yeah. You know, she appreciates it. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, you know what? Your job is – I understand that it's it's not easy to do what you do, but it's not digging ditches. No. Okay? And, and you are rewarded handsomely for what True. you do. However, I would, I would say that um, the press junkets are as grueling as – any nine to five job would be for the but amount the of time is, though, they're but on. But the thing it. is, though, it's like it's relatively short lived, and you're treated oh, yeah. like a fucking king. That's true. You know, throughout I'm talking the like the two days you have to sit there and answer the same question over and over for every fucking asshole that comes in. But you know what, though, in between those questions, yeah. okay, you take five minutes. You look at the app that t- that if you hate it so <laughs> much, you look at your bank account app and go. Yeah. Okay, I'll answer that question again. All right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you know but what I mean? You, you know there are different levels of people. There's There are the people that absolutely hate that shit. Yeah. And then there's people like Robert Rodriguez or yeah. Kevin Smith or even Kevin Spacey. He always seems happy to talk yeah. to people. And they'll just, whatever. But then you, you see some people that are just like, why'd you ask me that? Yeah. Like Billy Bob Thornton. Fucking... But that's the thing. It's just like, yeah, like you know what? The the job you do, man, it's fun. It's yeah. like baseball players who bitch and moan. Do you see what you do for a fucking living? You do play you a see child's game for millions. You play of a game dollars. for millions of dollars, and and I know it's this whole thing. Well, you know my earning potential, blah blah blah, and I can only work for so many years. So, you know, like whatever. Yeah. Okay, but look at what you get to do. Uh huh. And after that, you know, you you can coach. You exactly. Can, you There's can a ton of shit that, you can that, that it stuff. opens so many doors for you. I, I, so don't uh, be this self-absorbed little cock muncher. I, I had said that I thought it would be a really interesting idea for states with teams. Like, you know, we have we have four major teams. I'm not counting the, fo- the soccer one because it's not major, major. But What's the fourth one? It's hockey, baseball, football, basketball. Oh, yeah, hockey. Yeah. <laughs> the most dangerous sport. Um, take 10% of their average earnings, you know, like pull their money together. Say say uh, an entire team, just, just for the sake of argument, makes in a year $100 million. Okay. Take 10% of that. Yeah. Donate it to the state for education, stuff like that give back to the state that you represent. Yeah. They don't need that much money. Right. Nobody needs that much money. Then then and then you can help educate children, you can bring sports, art and music back to schools. Yeah. Granted, yeah, it is their money. Right. But they are called the New England Patriots or the Boston Celtics. But you know what it it's is? It's not though? they're not just, you know, the Stingrays. Right. 
Well, you know what it is, though? It's one of those things where a team could say, you know, Massachusetts could decide, you know what, we're going to do that. We're yeah. going to special, you know, sports tax. Well, you know what? I would like to see the team volunteer it. Never happen. I don't know. I, I mean, know. well, well, for one thing, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say that. I'm, 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 I know that a lot of the teams do a lot for various charities. They True. all do. Yeah. Yeah. They all do. Right. So there's that and that that's fine. Right. I mean, but what gets me is when you see celebrities and I don't care whether it's a sports celebrity or, 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 or you know, some other entertainment Music thing. or movies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When they'll do like a benefit, it'll be some bullshit on TV and they'll sing a song and raise money. Right. It's just like, you know what? If half of you guys wrote a fucking check, just write a check for a million dollars to whatever. Yeah. Okay. And you're going to. One, you're going to write that off on your taxes anyway because it's oh, yeah. a charitable it's a donation. donation yep. You know, but just just shut the fuck up. Right. Just write a check. Like people who do stuff, you don't hear too much about it. Like Brad Pitt, the ton of shit that he's doing in New Orleans. How about George Clooney? You know, yeah, exactly. Nobody could tell me except like people really into it what George Clooney does. Right, but you know it. But he he gives stuff. He does tons of charitable stuff. Yeah. And uh, Bill Gates. Oh he's, yeah, he's eliminating polio from the face of the earth. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's, I can't hate the guy anymore because he he took his money and he's actually making the world oh, yeah. a better place. Like really making the yeah. world a better place. So I'll forgive him for Vista. <laughs> no, I, I don't really care because I don't. It was funny today. We we have a laptop and we're trying to back up all of our audio files onto the thing. And we have like 32 of them, and they're all one point something gig. So I'm like, all right, we need to find out how much disk space we have. And we have a PC in front of us. And I look at it, I'm like, all right, how do we do that? (laughs) And I clicked on my computer. I thought it'd give you a little rundown on the side of of like, you know, click on this and that. And I'm like, no. If you right click on my computer, it comes up, there's a property. Properties, I know. We'll we'll get to that. And I, so I turned to my boss, and I'm like, how do we... He's like, I don't know. On the Mac, it shows up at the bottom of the window. Yes. I'm like, I know. <laughs> so so the, the other projection is uh, Nick walked by. I'm like, Nick, how do we find out how much disk space we have? He's like, I have no idea. I'm that's like, hilarious. Sweet. I actually love... That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, we... And my boss said, there's probably a properties button someplace. I'm like, oh, yeah. Let me right click on that. Oh, there okay. We look, we, yeah, we don't have enough space. <laughs> All right. But I managed to get enough space, so that was good. Oh, boy. Hey, they're announcing the uh, iPad 2 tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Having had an iPhone, I can see why people would lose their shit over it. Yeah. Oh, by the way, that drunk guy there, the first comment on under the drunk guy was um, Daniel Tosh just jizzed himself. <laughs> like, all right, yeah. I can, so, yeah, I can understand the appeal of an iPad. Yeah. I don't need one. But I can definitely understand. They're saying maybe 10-finger touch recognition for this new one. That could be interesting. Yeah, I've heard that there'll be – they're not going to increase, like, storage capacity or anything. Okay. Um, It's going to be a bit thinner. All right. And um, front and rear-facing cameras. Oh, okay. So you can do FaceTime with it. Right, right. You could prop it up on your desk and do that. Yeah. That's I like that. I That'd like the, cool. the the idea. Of that. I'd be really really interested to see what they're gonna. I mean, they may not. They may mention something about it um, tomorrow in the announcement. But the um, 
what they're com- what they're going to do with subscriptions, or, or if they're going to announce any new subscriptions. Because oh, right, once right. once subscriptions are as easy with that as they are with my daughter's um, her Barnes and Noble is a Nook, Nook, yeah. Then I'll be like, yeah, okay. So, but that's okay. a. I mean, that's not necessarily an iPad two thing. That's just a, an iPad thing, right? But, and you could even put that through to the iPhone as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So, and the iPod. So, but what's really interesting about the Nook is like you can get magazine subscriptions on the Nook, but they aren't available on the Nook app on my phone. Because on Olivia's uh, Nook, I bought a, I bought a, a digital copy okay. of the New Yorker. Right. I was like, oh, this is cool. I'll just you know, I can read this right. on my own on. The Nook app, and huh. it's not available on that. So very interesting. Yeah, because then you got to so you got to wonder, well, like why? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like why not? What the so, fuck? To make you buy it. I mean, that's the only reason, really, isn't it? To make me buy what? The magazine or the Nook? No, the Nook. That makes sense, doesn't it? Yes. All right. I think it's time for break. All right. All right. We'll be back. Where the hosts exist in a constant, blissful state of agreement. I mean, the main the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. Well, you're in luck. Let me introduce you to Chinstroker and Punter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and art cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. Just really, it's isn't. not visually striking. No, it's just just getting confirmation. It's just dealing, That's the third time, though. I mean, am I, this is on. You can find us at chinstrokerversuspunter.podomatic.com. So come and share the victory. If you could fuck any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. He wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody. <laughs> he looks like somebody who can keep a secret. New for 2010, it's East Coast meets West Coast, bringing you all the best punk rock, hardcore, and everything in between. Stage dives and high fives with your host, Bill By Force, Massachusetts represents, and F13, a California love motherfucker. Stage dives and high fives coming soon to an MP3 player near you. Hi, this is famous Hollywood producer, Robert Evans. You know, I've made a lot of powerful enemies during my time in Hollywood. Like the time I pushed Steve McQueen in front of a moving car on the set of The Getaway because he was macking on my lady. 
Ali McGraw. But I've made one great friend, a boffo friend, if you will, since I retired. It's called Show Show, and it's the best fucking movie podcast ever. It's even better than cocaine, which I would know a lot about. Visit Show Show at showshow.podomatic.com or search Show Show, all one word in the iTunes store. You want to do this Entertainment Weekly thing? Um, yeah, this this is this was an interesting article. Yeah, I was pooping today, and uh, I read a little of it. So I'm glad like, I just grabbed the magazine at that point. It's, well, I didn't wipe my ass with it. Oh, it did good. get wet because I had the the shower curtain open when I uh, oh, right. turned it on. So this is a uh, How to Fix Hollywood. Is that what it's called? Yeah, and some of these I I, I disagree with. Some of these. Well, well I didn't this get through is, all of them, so. It's how to fix the movies. The movies. So it's an in general from production down to exhibition. Yes, exactly. And and I don't think that um I don't think that movies are necessarily in decline. Not I think at that all. I think that last year was a little lower. I think the problem yeah. is 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 exhibition really. And just well, let's say distribution. Okay. I think that I think that there needs to be, I. Th- <sighs> well, let's get into this. All right. So the first, <laughs> they they give like ten suggestions of what would make it make things better, and um, we'll just go through these. The first one for every jumbo sized CGI filled action adventure extravaganza, a studio green lights. Uh, it should commit to one modestly budgeted drama or comedy. Like this is not. I think it already does. Yeah, this is not news. I mean, they've got the big tent poles that need to support things like Black Swan or The Town or The King's Speech. Yeah, but that so, stuff happens anyway. Right, because you know what? You, you I mean, you, they, they have to do that. They have to diversify, or yeah. else, or else you're going to have two movies coming out of each studio. Exactly. So, and I think and they'll they, each cost three hundred million dollars. Right. So this is not a big thing. Um, no, that's nothing new. Don't remake good movies; remake bad ones. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm I'm all for that. But you, you know what? I'm I I am and I'm not. Okay. How about instead of like let's not remake movies. No. How about the, we remakes just, have always happened. I know that they've always happened. So, but that's, that's not going to change. That's an easy way to churn out a script. Exactly, and that's part of the problem. 
there but are studios. A bajillion... See, the problem we're going to get into is studios are in the business to make money. I know not, that. not to entertain well, he, you. Well, here's exactly, <laughs> but but I mean that, that that's part of the problem. It's just like I know why they do it because there's a built-in audience. Blah right. blah 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 blah. All well, you that know what? stuff. It, I'm going to go I see don't... Footloose if for no other reason than just to see what they did to it. I still haven't watched Karate Kid, but the thing is, don't. Don't remake good or bad movies. Make a good remake. That's all I care about. You know what? The Thing from Another World was a terrible 50s movie. Great remake. Okay, but now you know? what would be a good movie that has... What, what's Tell us a good movie that's been remade well. A good movie that's been remade well. Hmm. I'd have to think about that. Because, oh, uh... Mm. There you go. <laughs> Star Trek. I know you disagree because you didn't like Star Trek. I didn't like Star Trek. But it was a remake. To me, it was a remake. You know know what? what? Let the right one in. Let me in was a good remake of a great movie. You haven't seen either. No, I haven't. But that was... That surprised a lot of horror fans. But it's also a smaller movie. Doesn't matter. You didn't say, name me a big budget good movie. Well... <laughs> no, that's fine. The problem with Star Trek was that I don't know. In, in, in a lot of ways, it's it it did what it needed to do. It rebooted the series. It yeah. didn't necessarily need to, you know, do what the other movies did. And they can do whatever they want with it now. Right? Okay. Personally, I thought that time travel was bullshit and having t- Spock talk to himself. Well, time travel was always even... bullshit in a movie, though, isn't it? No, not necessarily. Uh, well, not when your movie is not based around it. That's what I mean. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, like Terminator or Back to the Future. It's based around that. So that's that's okay. All right. What are some good movies with good remakes? <laughs> oh, boy. You ready for these? Let's see. Uh, oh. There's actually some good ones here. Okay. What? Uh, Scarface. Ocean's Eleven, Cape Fear. No, but, but Ocean's Eleven was not a. The original was not a good movie. Hey, I'm just reading the list. Okay, but that was not a good movie. Well, this person also doesn't know too because they have Psycho on the list. So okay, Psycho was a good movie remade badly. That's what I mean. Uh, the Fly, for the time, The Fly was a good movie. Okay, I'll give you that one. Um, what else is on that douche's list? The Magnificent Seven. He's got a point with that one. Seven Samurai to Magnificent Seven. Great and great. All right, I'll give you that. Um, Let's see. Dawn of the Dead. Hmm. Okay. The Departed. So there you okay. go. So there are, there are some. And that's just one list that I looked okay. at. So. Um, well, you know what? Yeah, original is great, but people are very leery of original material. You know? It's like, oh, I could go see Saw 4 or I could go see I don't think Let it's Me pe- In. I don't think people are, I don't think audiences are leery of it. I think studios are pussies. Well, yeah, we know that. that so that I, so I don't think, I mean, I think, I mean, clearly you've got something like The King's Speech. You've got Black Swan. You've got a ton of movies out there. Yeah, but let's see a movie are, like King's Speech or Black Swan that's targeted to an audience that would go to a remake. Black Swan is not for your... Um, average movie going audience inception on paper as a script was not for your average movie going audience 
Your okay. average movie-going audience, you know what the average audience is. We've seen it. Yes, exactly. It's a bunch of idiots. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, no, I don't think that's necessarily true. Teenagers equals idiots. Well, that's your average audience. That's no, the average audience. Your... Well, yeah. See, so oh, this third one is bullshit. Go ahead. I don't like this stuff. Stop killing us with your popcorn. Yeah, fuck you. Don't eat it. I read that one. Uh, that that's like really popcorn and, and and soda and candy are bad for you. Hmm. Surprise. Then people wouldn't. Then people wouldn't eat them. Yeah. I don't know. Okay? I just I. Yeah. You go to the movies. You have popcorn. That's like saying, oh, don't sell beer at a movie theater, <laughs> um, <laughs> or, or at a stadium. Uh, this one, number four, treat 3D like the good silverware. Only bring it out for truly special occasions. I'll agree with that. Fine. Throwing something, so throwing something on on you know 3D just because you can charge an extra three or four bucks. I think that's that's past. Yeah, like that I, time is has gone. I certainly hope so. But I, you know, I would add to that if you're going to make a 3D movie, film it in 3D. I totally agree. It doesn't matter. I think how good or bad it's going to be, and stop, stop doing the things that are just like, woo, shit coming out of the screen at me. Yeah. Don't have stuff come out at me. Let me feel the depth well, of something that's a, you, further you, away. You have a hard time with the depth. You don't see it. I don't think when when you describe it, it doesn't sound like you really see the depth. Oh, me personally? Yeah. No, I just don't think it's been done well. So. Well, you didn't see how to train your dragon. Yes, in, I did in the theater. Yeah, in, in the 3D? theater on in three D. It does and, and I loved it. That, yeah, but you said how was the three D for you? It was fine. I liked it. I don't know. It what worked fine for means. me. No, okay. it, it okay, worked. So for that me. one worked. All right. Yeah, that one worked for me. Because I was the, when I read that one, I was thinking, I'm like, I can't remember one that you said the three D actually worked for you. The only other one that the three D worked for me was oh god, the atrocious journey to the <laughs> yeah. center of the earth. Okay, but the thing is though, it was because. It showed depth. It showed stuff that looked like it was further away. That's true. As opposed to this bullshit where they're like, you know, throw a ball at you. I don't want, I don't. Well, in something like Avatar, I think too, it was, it was so long that it, it, the 3D it didn't just, even it matter. just went it just away after a while. Yeah. Plus it was too long and it, it's, it's just. <laughs> All right. What's, what do you got next there? Number five, embrace the on demand button. So I'm going to read this real quick. Okay, sure. that, yeah, that needs some, just some... Sure, there's something to be said for the communal joy of watching the latest Twilight movie in a theater packed with 300 screaming Robert Pattinson fans. Yes, that's something to be said is kill me. But anyway, yeah. but it's time Hollywood got over its fear of video on demand. For certain types of films, mid-budget grown-up dramas, the kind that the major studios have all but given up making, making... A simultaneous theatrical and cable on demand release makes a lot of sense. There's a whole untapped audience out there who are not going to come out to the theater no matter how much you promote the movie. Good point. Um, that much they is They use true. an example of um, the Ryan Gosling, Kirsten Dunst movie last year, All Good Things, was, was released on video on demand before it arrived in theaters for a premium price. Uh, the film goes $4 million in at-home rentals, about eight times what it made at the theaters. The wow. Idea, yeah, the idea of shattering release windows isn't popular with theater owners. Not surprisingly, we think that's crazy, says National Association of Theater Owners. Um, oh, NATO, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they're, they're against anything that eats into their yeah, box office. Give the theaters a small cut of the DVD and on-demand sales. He says it'll more than make up for what they lose in ticket sales. Personally, what? I don't... Book your movies better. I, I think, well, here's the thing. I I have no problem with video on, on demand no. or anything like that because here's the thing. If studios can make money yeah. with video on demand, yeah. 
then they can, again, feed that big blockbuster shit you need to see in a theater. Because really, what's going to make more money in a theater? King's Speech or Transformers? Honestly. Right. Transformers I mean, will make more money. And Transformers, yeah. quite frankly, is a movie you want to see in a theater. Yeah. King's Speech was great in you a theater. You could watch it at home. But you could watch it at home. Yep. Yep. And how much did King's Speech make? Did it make $50 million? Yeah, I think it did. Look at box. Oh, let me look. You got it? I can do it. I can do it. Yeah. Okay. You, we, you can keep. Um, I have no problem with the video on demand thing. I have no I, problem I really either. I, I, don't, but, I mean, unfortunately, and it's it's with technology and different ways of distributing movies, unfortunately, it's a problem for movie theaters, and they need to find yeah. better ways to use their space. There's so many so many other things that they can do, like opera and sporting yeah, events exactly. and stuff. Yeah, exactly. But they are reluctant to change. The King's Speech is made... Is, did I, oh. It's oh, made 104. 104. Yeah. Okay, so after I wonder if after it got nominated, did it just shoot up through the roof? I'll tell you, we were still doing, at our little theater, we were still doing 80 people for like the first two shows on the weekend. Huh. Well, Black Swan finally passed 100. Yeah. That took a long time for all of them. So, but, I, but I'll tell you, yeah, theaters need to find better ways to use their space. Yeah. And they unfortunately, really I mean, yeah, it's a lot of ads and stuff like that. But you know what? You could do a lot more with. I don't know, reaching out to the community or something, especially if you have a smaller independent theater. Yeah. Hey, you know what? This movie's coming out. It's based on a book. Yeah. See if you can do some sort of tie-in with a bookstore or something like that and get but people into the theater. But that's too much work for, for people in a big chain that, exactly. are, that are underpaid and overworked. Well, that's what I'm talking about, like yeah. in a small independent right. where you can have that kind of that kind of interaction yeah. and it's a little bit more meaningful. But movies are so much different now than they were even 15 years ago. I remember, and this isn't 15 years ago, but I remember when RoboCop came out. It was in the, the top, it was like the number one movie or in the top five for 16 weeks. Yeah. You never see that anymore. Oh, God, no. Even Spider-Man 2 and the first Spider-Man there, which are the biggest ones I can think of that like debuted at number one. I'm not counting the Pixar stuff because I don't know off the top of my head, but even that was only in the top like for a little bit. Yeah, it's two, maybe three weeks. Spider-Man was number one until Attack of the Clones came out. Yeah. And then that just shot it out. And then Attack of the Clones was only number one for a few weeks after that. How long was um, Batman Begins? And then Dark Knight. Holy I don't shit. Know. Dark Knight Dark was a Knight, long time. Dark Knight was a long time. That That's that's different. Avatar, that's different. There's, yeah. there's big ones, but like you don't get sleeper hits. Anymore. No, no, no. Studios have to make their... They, they're hoping to make their money back on that first weekend. They have to. That's yeah. why you get six prints of it in a 20-screen yeah. theater. So that's why, like, like Kevin Smith's idea of of releasing, of doing the whole Red State thing by himself, yeah. you know, he made, it took him $4 million to make it. Right. You know, and I'm sure he included his fee as a, as a director and a writer. I'm sure he, yeah. you know... That's part of his $4 million. I'm sure he paid right. himself, and he's got to make that money back. And he yeah. will, because he's not going to spend $20 million to promote it. Right, right. All right. Yeah. What, what do you got for the next one there? All right. The next one is number six. Is this the one I have an issue with right off the bat? Admit you're jealous of TV and start hiring its best writers. Yeah. Can you uh, show me, tell, tell the audience who is pictured at the bottom of that number? Um, the dude from Walking Dead. 
that's written by a comic book writer, not a TV writer. Hmm. Is the Bad show choice. is the show written? But well, but he's writing he, for a TV show. He's his. But it's adapted from the book. It's okay, al- and, it's and that's fine. But thing. it's but it's it's. it's I'm just saying they, there's a, they could have picked they they could have taken a picture from Lost from Battlestar. Yeah. anything well, else this is because po- this but, is popular. Yeah, but anything else they took that then. Something based off something else, but it's a TV show. I know, I know, so, but you know what I mean too. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, right, what, the guy could have they... started before he wrote comic books. He could have been writing greeting cards. Yeah, that's. True. I mean, so he's so a t- what, what he's a they... TV writer, not a movie writer. Now he is. Yeah. Now what? Uh, what do they? What do they say for that? Um, they're saying that TV's got some of the best writers going now, and that they should, you know, start paying attention to that. Yeah, I think I think we get a uh, we get a a certain number of screenwriters that write all the all the big stuff. But here's the thing: it's just like, have you seen a recent romantic comedy that was as funny as an episode of Modern Family? Have you seen a horror movie that was as much uh, creepy fun as AMC Zombie Series? The <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know what? It was The Mist that Frank Darabont worked on. Yeah, <laughs> and yet a, sno- a snobby cast system still exists in Hollywood that makes it tough for TV writers to cross over into features. At least for TV writers whose names don't start with Aaron and Ann Sorkin. Um, the major studios are run mostly by TV guys nowadays, and Aaron Sorkin started as a playwright, and he wrote. I mean, he wrote movies, and he did TV. Yeah, so that's he's so the exception. He's jumped around back and forth. Yeah, um, but I mean, even in this day and age where you have TV stars that were movie stars, yeah, and vice know. versa. Yeah. So yeah, because you had Ch- you have Chevy Chase who went from TV to, to movies, movies. back, back to TV. TV. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, but I don't know. Do you think the TV stuff is better or worse than? Well, the thing is, like something like Modern Family, right? Part of what makes it so funny, yeah, is you know, because you've had time to get to know the characters, right? Okay, there could be if if you just if you watch one episode of of Modern Family, you're gonna get the same feeling that you're gonna get with a romantic comedy. Yeah, that's a good. You're point. gonna get, you know, you're just gonna get thirty minutes, and yeah. in a movie, you need. You don't have the kind of time well, to get to know these people that's as what, you do with a TV show. That's why sequels are so popular. If they said, oh, they're going to make another lethal weapon, fuck, I don't give a shit what Mel Gibson said. It's fucking Riggs and Murtaugh. I'm going. Well, yeah, exactly. But the thing is, though, I think that th- there are some sequels out there that don't need to be made, The Matrix. <laughs> yeah. Okay? I would be okay if they were, if they made The Matrix sequels, but they actually put some real real philosophical thought into it instead of just I would have just your, been happy your, if like, there was cursory bullshit symbolism. I would have just been happy if there was a good story well, and that's, there wasn't. that's what I'm saying yeah but it didn't even need to have the philosophical overtones well, I, that, yeah. what, well I'm implying that there should have been more thought in the script that's all I'm saying I just yeah it was bullshit it was just like this is popular man we gotta we gotta keep cranking yeah. this shit out yeah. so and I, I just you know, so I think that it's it's a, it's almost unfair to say that about movies because they're totally different beasts. Yeah, I do think there are some some scriptwriters that need to stop, like Akiva Goldsman. Fucking, I don't think he can write a grocery list and have it make sense. What did he write? Didn't he write the Da Vinci Code and the other one after uh, that? I don't know. You know, what? I'm going to look him up. Because I mean, personally, I think that yeah, I think a if someone. A, you know, if you're getting your your book, your novel adapted, you should um, you should uh, write the screenplay. See, I've I've read and I agree with the fact that um, it's it's just 
they're not the right people to adapt it half the time because they want everything in it. And well, John they, and, Irving. And they have a hard time cutting. John Irving does a very nice job. Uh, let's see. Oh, producer. Let's skip to writer. Um, Angels and Demons, I Am Legend, The Da Vinci Code, Cinderella Man, I Robot, Beautiful Mind, Practical Magic, Lost in Space, Ugh, Lost in Space. Batman and Robin, A Time to Kill, Batman Forever, Silent Fall, and The Client. So, based on a book, based on a book, <laughs> yeah, based on a true story, based on a true story, uh, based on a book. So the ones that he, the, the Batman shit, should have had him banned from Hollywood. He's the dude that just ruined Bane and just fucking. Oh, anyway. So what do you got for like um, seven, eight, nine there and ten? Uh, let's see. Because I didn't. I definitely seven. didn't go to the next page before a film gets uh, green light. Someone involved with the project, the director, the star, the boom mic operator, has to believe it will be a good movie. Use what? a lie detector if necessary. Thomas Tell, chairman and CEO of Legendary Pictures and producer of hits like 300, The Hangover, and Inception, says that commercial considerations have overtaken creative ones far too much of the time. No shit. Why it's is a that? fucking business. Exactly. That's an argument I get into with way too many people. It's a business. You're gonna, you're gonna. It's a, it's a quick return on investment. But you know what, though, there is. I mean, if you're going to have art as your business, yeah, there needs I, not there all needs, movies are art. But are the they? thing is, though, it's if you're going to do something creative as your business, I right. think that you know the creativity needs to, even if it's fifty one percent of the effort, <laughs> it, it needs to outweigh the commercial considerations. Yeah, but not every movie needs that. Seriously. Well, then it's not a good movie. Can the commercials. Now, this is not, this is, again, this is kind of unfair. Um, We know, we know theaters need every nickel they can scrounge, but cinema advertising and cinema advertising has accounted for 584 million in 2009. But theaters also risk alienating the primary source of their revenue, moviegoers. So how about this? If you're going to show us commercials before the opening credits, at least give us an old-fashioned cartoon as well. But you know what, though? That's up to the studios. Is the studio going to turn around? I mean, it's not like the right. fucking theaters are going to make a, a cartoon. No. And God help us if they did. I mean, really. Like, the theaters and plus, are... the cartoon eats into ad space. Exactly. So don't eat the popcorn. Don't play ads. Guess what happens? Your theaters go away. Yeah, all of them. Um... Create separate. Oh wait a minute! No more than four screenwriters per script. I will totally agree with that. The more I, you know, what? more writers you I get, say the no more than the movie. two. You get one to write it and one to clean it up, and maybe a third to look at it. That's it. <laughs> I'm a big fan of one. <laughs> um, I think you need you. You always need a second voice on it. Somebody to look at. Well, over. The thing is, though, that's what like. A producer's for and a director's, uh, you know, the director's yeah, for to turn or, around, to uh, turn whatever, around, whoever. look at the writer and say, "Hey, you know what? Let's let's do this." Yeah. Okay. But then, but taking a script from someone and saying, "Here, go do this again." Yeah. I've, you know, <laughs> on a, on a, obviously on a much smaller level, yeah. I've had to deal with that with right. some of the mystery cafe stuff. Yeah. And it turns out it's just like, oh wow, this is not nearly as good as it. Well, the more be. you, the more it's 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 almost like it's almost like making an album. The more you produce it, the more you refine it. Right. The the more you lose the spirit. Right. Of what it. was originally 
you know, attractive to it. This yeah. is a bullshit one I for this tenth one. <laughs> Create separate screenings for schmucks. Yeah, um, I did I read the title, but I didn't read the whole thing. I thought at first they meant press screenings. Yeah, well, there are already mommy and me screenings for parents with rambunctious little kids. Perhaps we need one for adults who who act like children. Or we could establish a voluntary moviegoer's code of ethics. Yeah, it's called sit down and shut the fuck up. Everybody has that I will not tweet, Facebook, or gab loudly to my friends after the lights go down. I will not relentlessly kick the seat in front of me. I will not bring rotten smelling food that I got outside the theater at the food court. That's my pet peeve. Then you know what? Like, I agree. I agree. If people are going to be assholes, then... I mean, I think that part of it is is up to... um, the theater, they need to have people going in and checking. And yeah, but they they don't they don't pay for that. They don't. You know that. So, ushers ushers in a twenty screen theater have to clean a theater every ten minutes. Yeah, there's no time to check. The only time that there was time to check is when like you and me would go around and be like, we need to go walk into Land of the Dead or House yeah. of a Thousand Corpses and make sure nobody's like kick being a fucking asshole. Right. Yeah. Let me get my riot gear and go into Eight Mile. But hey, I've I've you know walked into into movies and you know stopped them, yeah, <laughs> and said, okay, you know what? It's these ten people in this row, right? You guys can either stop talking or I can have the rest of the theater deal with you, make a decision, yep. and then I'll turn the movie back on. Well, there there was the one girl too that I told I wasn't starting the movie until she moved over one spot because it was the only seat left. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, but I think that something like that is up to the theaters. I don't think you know this voluntary. You know what? You live in a fucking society. That's what that that's your voluntary code of ethics. Yeah. You know. Yeah. What will the people around you tolerate? Right. And, and if, but, and but if folks, in, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. If you go to a theater and people are talking, I mean, take some initiative. If you're going to step out, yeah. If if you're going to be upset about it, step out and say something. Right. You know, there's there's ways around it. You can go out there, say something, go to the restroom, you know, let them go in and take care of it. And you know what? When you go back and you sit someplace else, not even that. It's just, you know, it depends where you are. There are some theaters that you definitely don't want to be. Yeah. Well, pointed out as the one. Yeah. But there's also like. Don't sit through it for the whole movie and then and complain, then, and then about complain it and say, oh, I sat through yeah. that whole movie and this asshole was on his phone the whole time. Yeah, well, then you accepted the conditions exactly. it was presented in. I, so I've had to say that. I can't tell you how many times. And you know what? The more I talk about it, the less I miss it. I mean, I, I think that, I mean, if you want to fix movies, I really think, you know, studios need to stop relying on sequels and remakes so much. That's uh, never going to change. It's like you said, it's familiarity. I know, I know that, but it's... it's, You know what, that's how you would want movies to be. There's nothing wrong with movies. That's the problem. We all want something different. I think the biggest change is going to come with exhibition because technology has made home theaters a a very viable alternative. And let's be honest, torrents. Yeah. Studios need to embrace torrents or do something. There there needs to be, I think... You need to 
It would be interesting. I mean, Soderbergh did it once with with a movie a couple of years ago where he released it. Yeah, nobody like, gave a shit because right. it was a terrible well, movie. Because it was a small nothing movie, yeah. but it was an interesting idea that it was like on demand and in the theaters yeah. at the same time. You know what? If you wanna if you wanna divert the torrents, but there still will be torrents. It's still but gonna happen. That's... If you if you wanted, apparently, Dark Knight was one of the most downloaded movies of that year. Yeah, and it still made the most money and had the highest DVD sales. Right. But if you really want to embrace it and like cut people off, you know, put it on put it on your on demand stuff for for three dollars for a six hour window. Watch as many times as you want or can but, in but six hours. It, you know what though? How many times are you going to watch a, a two hour movie in the span in a span of three hours? You can watch it twice. But who's oh, gonna, six hours? Who's going to do that? No uh, one's going to do that. People with time. It depends. If no, they, because because here's the thing. It's three dollars or get it for free. You're gonna go and look for it for free. Three dollars, high good quality on your TV, not your computer. I would do it. I still I, still, I would rather watch it on a sixty five inch screen in but here's nice the thing. streaming for free. For free you can download the torrent, turn it into a DVD, and it's gonna look like burn crap. It. Not necessarily. It's going to look fine. Not blown up to the size I want it blown up to. Well, not everybody has that big TV. True. That's why okay. I would pay three dollars or five dollars for it if it was opening weekend. I think that you're always going to you're always if gonna it deal was with if it was the next Spider-Man movie, I'd pay ten bucks. I'd get a bunch of people over if if I could download it. Say I could download it onto my Xbox and stream a high def 1080p picture from that. Okay, I would do that because then I don't have to deal with every fucking shithead running around the theater afterwards going, he doesn't have web shooters. <laughs> fucking, that's not electro, you know. But, but whatever. I think that I think that the 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 entity in danger here is the um, the theaters. Yeah, the the well, the problem I see with the with the exhibition is they are so set in their ways that nothing will ever change. Nothing will ever change. Yeah. Well, like I, I mean, like you said, you know, doing sporting events and doing operas and things being more digital and stuff yep. like that. So they, they really need to get, you know, the theater I'm in now is seven screens. It needs, you know, they should have more digital and be able to just pump stuff in. But it's a matter of, yeah. okay, do you make that investment? Who who am I really selling tickets to? Who's my base? You know what? That theater, you, know? you, you get the Met. You get the opera. You're selling yeah. to your customers. Yeah. And yeah. you do that. But you know what, though? They would rather, you know, new seats. <laughs> but you know what? That, that brings in revenue. It's good word of mouth. Yeah. It brings in, it. Then then you get theater majors and students, all kinds of students, from set design to costumes to acting to voice and music. You can get all kinds of people to come in and see it. That well, that's why I think that, that if you stuff. can add add to the experience, you know, have some type of, you know, fine. You know what? We're going to show we're going to show the Metropolitan Opera, and yeah. we have like afterwards, we're going to do a a, a, a Q and A or a discussion with this person from such and such a school uh, who's a set designer for you yeah. know for this. Yeah, from the North Shore Music Theater. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then it's and then it's 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 adding a little something. It's just like, yep. hey, you know what? I'm going to go out on a Wednesday night and I'm going to see what this is all about. That's the thing. Some of the theaters though that I've worked in, some of the people are so complacent and just so set that the idea of even one extra show 
just raises their hackles so much that they will go out of their way to fight your idea, even though it'll make more money. Well, part of it is also then you've got movies like regular mainstream movies that come in, and you know one of the conditions of getting this is that it needs to run x number of shows a day. It's got to run yeah. clean. You can't you can't cancel a show. Oh yeah. So I mean, and that's that's something that. That's, that, that's that, your that contract the theater, that you yeah, go I mean, with. Yeah. That, that's the theater. Those. That's a problem that the theaters have to deal with. It's right. just like, great, thanks. You know, they, they're yeah. not allowed a lot of flexibility. They can so always say no. Lowe's said no to some shitty Uwe Boll movie, Blood Rain. They said no. No Lowe's showed that yeah, movie. Yeah, but then a theater, you know, like a small little art house theater says no to King's Speech. Well, they're stupid if they do that. Well, yeah, but, but 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 that's the thing. It's just like, okay, you know what? This is the only spot I want to I want to I want to get rid of my nine o'clock showing of King's Speech. So you just you say know? nobody showed up. You don't you don't report it as canceled. You know. Yeah, but you know as well as I do that spotters come in all the time. Yeah, but you know who they are. So, and then <laughs> that stuff gets, you know, the way you're advertising stuff, you know, you keep going. But why 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 would you cancel say, you know, just theoretically, why would you want to cancel that show? I don't know, it was just an example. Oh, okay, I don't know. If- so, but I'm just saying it's it's your whether it's whether it's King Speech or whether it's you know Yogi Bear that you're contracted to run you know right. clean you know you're not going to sell any tickets at eight thirty nine o'clock at night right so, so you just program something else and you tell the studio yeah nobody showed up just lie about it that's how you get yeah, ahead in business in anyway <laughs> big deal what are they going to do going to say oh the projectionist threaded the wrong one and we had to run it through so. And we did a book chat afterwards. Yeah. So what? In the long term, that doesn't work out very well for you. No, but that's why you only do it sporadically. But then it's not a reliable source of income, and then your customers feel the pain. I meant canceling the show. But if you have the movie, you can schedule it around it. You do it the first weekend when you are running it clean. Yeah, you know? or just start movies a little bit later. I mean, you can there there are things you can do. There are ways to schedule yeah. things. So. I mean, you could open at 1 in the afternoon and close at midnight. You yeah. you could you can open whenever you want. You don't have to show movies start at, at 10 o'clock. Yeah, but the thing is, though, at midnight, okay, you're going to stay open to midnight to do how much business? <laughs> Same amount you would do at 10 in the morning during the week, in theory. Yeah. So... But the but know. the point is like like they like people aren't paid enough. True. That they aren't paid enough to care or to do their job to the fullest extent. True. Because as we've seen with the company that we've, you know, used to work for, they just hire anybody. Yeah. It's like, hey, uh, can you count to like fifty to band like Hey, my interview process together? was a little different when I did the hiring. Although I hired some really good people. And you hired some really shitty people too. I hired more good people than bad people. Uh, I don't know about that. That is so true. How many of yours actually stayed? A lot. (laughs) And then how many of yours were good? There were. I had some good hires. You had some good ones. I had lots of good hires. I don't know. All right, anyway. Anyway. I'm not going to argue that point. Uh, I think we need to break. All right. We're going to try and keep this around two hours again this week, I think. So here we go. (laughs) This is a funny one.
to you before. I have no tongue for it. No one, not even you, will remember if we were good podcasters or bad. Why we recorded or why we voicemailed. All that matters is Metal Mikey stood against many. That's what's important. Valor pleases you, Krom. So grant me one request. Grant me action attraction. And if you do not listen, let to hold you. Action Attraction, the action movie review podcast. You can find Action Attraction through MetalMikey.Lipson.com or at www.PennyCult.com or by searching for Action Attraction in iTunes. All right, I'm here with Bill Byforce and Mr. Chris to tell you a little bit about Outside the Cinema. All right, Reverend Scott, take uh, it to church. Uh, what can we expect to find from a typical show? Two hours of just random blabber. <laughs> uh, is there anyone's coattails you wrote in on to popularity? I'm the guy that fucking burns the coattails and then pisses on them. You review all these exploitation, horror, comedy, cult, and often all-around terrible movies. You must have a strong driving force that keeps you going. Ego. <laughs> I don't know if I've heard you say that before. Uh, yeah, I've been saying that for a while. Really? I have been saying that for a while. Also, I'm high on smack. Well, it's definitely working for you guys. Yeah. People are coming out in droves to support you on iTunes. We just the other day got a, a, a one-star review on iTunes. Well, that is one That is one star too many. <laughs> Let me tell you. The worst fucking piece of shit I've ever heard. This has been great, guys. Thanks, Scott. Oh, that was good. Oh, he's got you crying over there. Uh, I'm good for the rest of the year. Nice. That was too much. Monkey, 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 
song is 14 and a half minutes long. <laughs> We're in minute two. <laughs> See you later, folks. <laughs> We're going to go get a pizza. Uh, all right, so we did what the, the Academy fuck is that? Uh We had some uh, listeners submitted stuff. All right. This is called More Right-Wing Idiocy from swashzone.blogspot.com. So what we have here says, you know, there's a lot of idiots out there, so I don't like to concentrate on any one of them to the exclusion of the other idiots, like Rush Limbaugh, for example. Ugh. If I mention the pylondial, 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 I don't know, cyst that walks like a man in one post, I like to stay away from him for a while, which is usually a good policy, but becomes a little difficult to follow through on when he opens his slavering gob and spews out statements like this. Liberals should have their speech controlled and not be allowed to buy guns. I mean, if we want to get serious about this, if we want to face this head on, we're going to have to openly admit liberals should not be allowed to buy guns, nor should they be allowed to use computer keyboards or typewriters, word processors, or emails. (laughs) Yeah, because that's a physical thing, right? And they should have their speech controlled. If we did those three or four things, actually, that's more than three or four, I can tell you what a sane calm civil fun-loving society we would have take guns out of the possession out of the hands of liberals take their typewriter <laughs> typewriters <laughs> and their keyboards away from them does he not know that like the keyboards attached to the ipad it's part yeah, of it no. okay. um, <laughs> not that all liberals use apple products just the ones in this room uh don't let them anywhere near a gun and control their speech and you would wipe out 90 percent of the crime 85 to 95 percent of the hate. oh yeah because there's lots of you know left-wing criminals running around with guns and 100 percent of the lies from society this coming from Lush, rush limbaugh who's speaking about president obama said to a caller he's taking away freedom incrementally each and every day making another big grab at it that's not hypocrisy that's tyranny but I suppose you have to be generous and remember that his audience is made up of socially inept mouth breathers who spell the word H-I-P-P-O-C-K-R-A-S-S-Y. Hypocrisy. So let's look to vent our spleen elsewhere. Pennsylvania, for example. Um, let me just see how... how okay. I just wanted to make sure how long it was because I saw the bar at the side. I'm like, there better be a shitload of comments on this because that's a lot of reading. I ain't good for reading and learning. Oh, wait, I'm not a Limbaugh fan. Uh, Former Senator Rick Santorum has been out of office for about four years now. Wow, has it been that long? Time flies when you're fucking When you're not Rick Santorum. Yeah, I guess, huh? (laughs) And the lack of a public spotlight is starting to wear on him. After all... He's kind of a pretty boy and really, really wants to be the center of attention. So he's putting out feelers to see if maybe he can run for president in 2012. Oh, yeah, please do. That would be awesome. And if not as a Republican, maybe he can run as a candidate for the invasive theocracy party. (laughs) Ricky is an awesome figure in American politics. I love this guy. I mean, I'm not sure what combination of medications he used in order to appear sane at least long enough to get elected. But since then, (laughs) he's built up a body of work that basically makes him a leper in Pennsylvania politics, at least to anybody but a devout Catholic. Santorum is a man who believes that consensual sexual relations between two adult men is exactly the same as a man having sex with a dog. And I'm sure if we click that link, it would be the audio of that. 
Um, <laughs> the audio of a man having sex with a dog. <laughs> exactly. We don't need to hear that. And you know, he never even addressed the question of whether the dog is on top or not. But I digress. The controversy surrounding his blatant homophobia was so public, so acrimonious, and so lung-searingly rancid that it promoted gay advice columnist Dan Savage to run a contest defending the word, defining the word Santorum, small s, of course, and therefore protected by satire laws, and the first determination. That frothy mixture of lube and fecal matter that is sometimes <laughs> the byproduct of anal sex. <laughs> wow, that would be a that would be that's a good definition. This definition is now spread so widely across the internet that Santorum can't Santorum can't escape it. Nevertheless, he plans to try. But in the course of his journey to an ignominious defeat, he's providing still more fascinating sound bites. And um, there's a, a video here. Shall we? Sure. So the question is. Not whether this is a human life. When Barack Obama says, you know, it's a child of whom a human life. Oh, it's above my pay grade. Just about everything else in the world he's willing to do, to have the government do. But he can't answer that basic question, which is not a, which is not a, a debatable issue at all. I don't think you'll find a biologist in the world who will say that that is not a human life. The question is, and this is what Barack Obama didn't want to answer, is that, is that human life a person under the Constitution? And Barack Obama says no. Well, if that person, human life, is not a person, then I find it almost remarkable for a, for a, for a black man to say, no, we're going to decide who are people and who are not people. What? 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 Um... Well, because I think that he's talking about, you know, slaves were counted as two-thirds of a person. Is that why he mentioned the fact that he was black? Yes, this is exactly. Like, this as is... a black man, yeah, because when they would do some... census. I know, I know, yeah. for voting purposes, right? Yeah, exactly. So this is some 200-year long-ranging plan to get back at southern plantation owners? I guess so. Fucking idiot. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yep, that's right. In the course of trying to make an argument against abortion, he actually says... The question is, and this is what Barack Obama didn't want to, want to answer, is that human life is a is that human life a person under the Constitution? And Barack Obama says no. Well, if that person, human life, is not a person, then I find it almost remarkable for a black man to say we're going to decide yeah, who exactly. are people and who are not people. Yup, damn those damn those uppity Negroes. <laughs> Why can't they see that it's the white folk who should be making those decisions? Seriously. <laughs> we have the best interests in mind, after all. Yes, I understand that that's what... that. Wow, let me calm down. Yes, I understand that what he's trying to say is that blacks, more than whites, should be opposed to abortion, which is an equally stupid position. And since I got to choose between two equally stupid positions, I'm going with the one that I can have more fun with. So I'll tell you what, right wing, you can stop taking quotes from our guys out of context and I'll do the same for you. And this was posted by Nameless Cynic. <laughs> and I think I have another one here. And I think both, oh wait, it was the same link, never mind. Let me just make sure. Yep, it's the same link. So that one I believe came from Randy. Cool. Um, This one says Mr. Rogers is an evil man. And then there's a video... Of Mr. Rogers' evilness? Yeah, let's... Is this I want to see that. This is off of Fox and Friends on Fox News. Let's see. All right, nine minutes after the top of the hour. How's your self-esteem? 
Well, not as inflated, good, not as good, frankly, not, because, right, because generational. As a result, you with uh, this Mr. Man, Rogers, this evil, evil man I has now not ruined evil. a generation of kids. And you know what? Who's I'm the with chick? Captain Kangaroo. Is he was uh, half a generation ahead. That they explains a few things, Steve. Absolutely, because these experts are saying that the kids of today who grew up with uh, Mr. Rogers were told by him, "You're special just for being who you are." Well, here's the problem. Gets lost in that whole selfish business, and the idea that being being hard and having high ambitions for yourself discounted. He, Mr. Rogers' message was, "You're special because you do." He didn't say, "If you want to be special, you're going to have to work hard." And now all these kids are growing up, and they're realizing, "Hey, wait a minute, Mr. Rogers lied to me. I'm not special." I'm trying hard, and I'm not getting anywhere. And this comes out of Louisiana State University. A professor there has examined just what damage Mr. Rogers may have done to this whole crop of kids who now feel entitled just for being them. And what he said right. is that for a telling second. them, you know, yeah. you're special, you're great. Okay, the people who grew up with him are like my age. Yeah, they're us. Okay, yeah, they're us. Um... They are misconstruing the word special with successful. Not even that. I just think that, like, yes, is there a whole generation of entitled individual, like people who walk around entitled? I don't think that's our generation. No, it's the one beneath us. It's we talked one, about this a yeah, while ago. It's, yeah, it's, it's generation the one that Y, not X. Came after us. Yeah, you know, and and I it's, think even Z a little bit. Yeah, it's um, it's it's Z. actually Z. from the parents that weren't yuppies. It's the anti-yuppie parents. Yeah. You know, politically correct. Everything's awesome. You can do whatever you want. But it's certainly not those of us who grew up on Mr. Rogers. Who the fuck kicks at Mr. Rogers? Assholes on Fox. I mean, oh, that is like the that. lowest of the low. Seriously. I, I can't even watch God. anymore of that. Why don't they call Big Bird a coward because he's yellow? Well, he is un-American. Know that? <laughs> um, well, he's gay. I can tell you that Big Bird's grandmother lives in Hawaii, so maybe Big Bird was born in Kenya. Maybe. <laughs> Where's your birth certificate, Big Bird? <laughs> you I cannot have a nest on Sesame Street. Oh Christ! All right, your favorite uh, person and mine. Oh, it's that fucking useless cunt! I hate her. Oh, this is from July nineteenth. Why I... is she holding? Why is she holding a model of her own head? <laughs> it's it's a lot smaller too. This is when Sarah Palin compared herself to Shakespeare. Oh yeah. Um. Oh boy. She's a fucking loser. Fucking dumbass. <laughs> Let's just play the video. I can't read. Talentless that. cunt. And the president and his wife, you know, <laughs> the Chelsea first lady Hitler. spoke at NAACP so recently. They have power in their words. They could refudiate what it is that this group is saying, yeah. and they could set the record st straight, and they could they could or correct state. what this false record accusation state. is that the Tea Party American um, that movement is racist. Uh, refudiate, um, refudiate, refudiate <laughs> that the Tea Party American <laughs> that movement is racist. Okay. Um, I would like to put out there that she will not run for president. I Good. do not think she will. Do you know why? Because why? She can make more money doing what she's doing now. But she's doing what? What is she doing? Does she, she have a well, job? Well, she has now? a job on doing? Fox. Yeah. So you got conflict of interest yeah, right there. Yeah, and she still gets to... And she, well, has, she, her, she just, has her speaking Why is it conflict of interest? She could still be on Fox. Well, Fox is fair and balanced. Oh, apparently Roger Ailes is going to be indicted for something this week. Uh, so what? But I don't know. Um, but she, she makes money on Fox. She has her speaking tour. She has her books. 
she has you know uh, yeah, thousands of money. idiots on Facebook that follow her and like slather over every word she says. She has more power now than she would as president. Oh, good, good. So she'll endorse someone. So she'll fuck up she somebody will. else's. Exactly, exactly. That's great. That's why I don't think she'll run. That's great. We'll it's have the... Romney, Palenti. Um, Which sounds like something delicious. It does, it does, with a little provolone. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, and then we'll end with, Man who threatens South Park creators gets 25 years in prison. Oh, God. All right. Washington. A 21-year-old man who admitted posting online threats against the creators of the animated TV series South Park was sentenced Thursday to 25 what kind of years did he make? in prison. Was he a Muslim? Well, that's him right there. I can't see that far. Zachary Adam Chesser encouraged violent jihadists to attack South Park writers for an episode that depicted the Prophet Muhammad in a bear suit, court documents said. (laughs) That's good. I'm glad he's going to jail. He posted online messages that included the writer's home addresses and urged online readers to, quote, pay them a visit, the documents said. His actions caused people throughout the country to fear speaking out, even in jest, to avoid being labeled as enemies who deserve to be killed, U.S. Attorney Neil McBride said brother of Danny McBride. The (laughs) the fact that a young man from Northern Virginia could support such violence and terror is a sobering reminder of the serious threat that homegrown jihadists pose to the country. Chesser pleaded guilty in October to providing material support to terrorists, communicating threats, and soliciting others to threaten violence. The three charges carried a maximum sentence of 30 years in prison. I accept full responsibility for my actions, and I would like to take the opportunity to express remorse, he said in court. Too fucking late, idiot. Well, that's the thing. You know, fuck remorse. You know what? He's going to he's gonna incite people from prison. Yeah. And he'll well, become... What is he going to do? I mean, he's got nothing left. He's already, you know, a follower of Islam. What's he right. going to do in prison? <laughs> he can't yeah, find exactly. Islam there. Can't find God there. You know what? He He's actually a couple steps ahead, isn't he? Uh, Chesser, who was born in the United States, converted to Islam in high school. U.S. District Court Judge Liam O'Grady told Chesser he had made a big leap from being a high school athlete to a traitor. Chesser also admitted that he tried to go to Somalia to join Al-Shabaab, an Islamic militant group that the United States considers a terrorist organization. (sighs) And the first quote from Boston Boy 01 is, respect my authority. Motherfucker. (laughs) And then the next one is, he deserves to be punished, but the sentence is way over the top. You know that it'll it'll end up being, he'll do like half of that, maybe. Oh, of course. He'll probably be out in eight years. Yeah. So what, right? It'll be a different person. (laughs) He'll be angry. How old was he when he went in? Like 20-something, early Uh, 20s is what it said. Pretty much. Let's say he learns a skill inside, like, you know, laundry or... Is anal rape a skill? I was going to say butt fucking. <laughs> butt Maybe soup. he could do gay porn. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. As long as Muhammad's not in it. Exactly. I think we need to do another break and we'll come back and do voicemail. What do you think? I... All right.
Hey fans, it's Ken Forey. Just want to tell you about Mail Order Zombie. Great company. They review zombie films, any zombie film, every zombie film. And it's uh, something you should tune into. So if you get a chance, go to the website, look these guys up, Mail Order Zombie, and find out what the hot zombie films are today. What's going on? These guys are right on the, the cutting edge of, of reviewing zombie movies. And if you're a zombie, or you want to be a zombie, or you're thinking about being a zombie, or your mom's a zombie, your dad's a zombie, your damn mother-in-law's a zombie, tune into Mail Order Zombie, baby. You'll find out what's going on. Ken Forey, and that's out. of Night of the Living Podcast. Is Andy home? Oh, me so sorry. He no home right now. You follow me. Oh, Andy's room smells kind of weird. Yeah, really strange. He left his computer on over here, too. Hey, guys, why do you think Andy might have this mask of human skin? That's weird. Maybe you guys know why there's this machete in the corner. His computer's just knife enthusiast websites in American apparel. Oh, wait, there's another website here. Palaver.com. Palaver. Okay, Palaver. Whatever, I Palaver. think. Yeah, he's definitely got the serial killer board up right under uh, Night of the Living podcast discussions. Oh, Jesus. Uh, maybe we should get the hell maybe out of here. Maybe we should go. Yeah, I think we should. Hey, guys. You ready to record? If you're a fan of horror films, you should check out Night of the Living podcast at NOTLP.com. Dear Mr. Vernon, we accept the fact that we have to sacrifice a few hours a week to podcast about whatever you find important, but we think you're crazy asking us to write an essay telling you who we think we are. You see us as you want to see us, in the simplest terms and the most convenient definitions. But what we found out is that each of us is a podcast about other podcasts. A podcast about television. A podcast about films. A podcast about music. A podcast about books. Does that answer your question? Sincerely yours. The Podcast Podcast. The Podcast Podcast is your one-stop source for all the podcasts on the internet. Each week we have very special guests from some of the best shows on iTunes so that you can decide if you should check them out or keep on moving. Find us at thepodcastpodcast.com or search for us in the iTunes store by looking for me, Fozzie Bear. That's F-O-Z-Z-I-E-B-A-R-E. So last week, I forgot a voicemail. So shall we play it? We shall. All right. 
Hi, this is Leanne Townsend, and I've been a work-at-home mom since 2002, and I just wanted to connect and extend a personal invitation to you as a fellow home-based business owner or distributor to watch a free recorded webinar online that will change your business and your life. There's no contact information that's required to view the free webinar, and you can watch it as many times as you like. To do that, you need to visit webinar.discoverfamily.com. That's webinar.discoverfamily.com. You got that? When typing in this website yes. address, please do not put a www. Let's in front watch. of the web address. Let's check it out. As it will not load the oh, webinar I wasn't even properly. Listening to what it was. At the bottom of the webinar, you can see my contact information. And Sounds after viewing boring. the complete webinar, if this is a fit for you and your business, well, the then part? please feel free to contact me. I wanted to get the mentioned bonuses out into your hands as soon as possible before they're no longer available. So um, once again, the webinar is located at webinar.discoverthefamily.com. Take care and have a great day. Sounds like it's probably the Manson family. It does, doesn't it? Now I have Discover two here family. that are I have two here that are labeled kind of kind of the same. So I need to check this here. Okay. Hi. This yeah, is that's the and- same one. So we're not going to play that. It must be this one. Hi. That's the one I missed I from last week. I was calling in because Frank needs some Californication love, and I, have I to do. I've been watching it. I really, the show kind of irks me. I just don't like shows where it's one guy just getting all the nookie in the world. But <laughs> every time Troy watches it, my spousal unit, I have to turn my head and kind of watch it too. And now that Rob Lowe's on there, he's been popping up in some of the neatest ways. Yes. Um, Gross. I can't wait to <laughs> see what he's doing on there because I haven't seen the latest episodes. And also, I love... Cougar Town. I think it's a great show. It's quirky. All that stuff about um, what's her name, uh, Marge or Barb or whatever her name is, saying, what happened to you? Come back to our side. And all the little quirks about the title and stuff. I just think it's a, it's a very underrated show. It's a, it's a blast to watch. Jules gets very, very annoying and selfish at times. But other than that, I, I just enjoy every little bit. Um, very clever, well-written show. So, anyways, that's all. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I'll tell you what's really interesting about Californication is, yeah, the guy gets a lot of action, but it's about him sort of, you know, um, you know, working with his, you know, his demons and stuff like that. So I think it's kind of interesting. If they were actual demons, I'd be watching the show. Um, and, and, and Cougar Town. Thank you. I'm glad that somebody else sees it. Great. So there's um, the two of you. I know. No, hey, it's been renewed through 2012. There's, that's, in fact, that's only a, next year. But you know what, though? There's a list in I there think is in this thing here. And that, there's some surprising stuff in each category. I know. Where the fuck is it? Motherfuckers. <laughs> Where is it? It's a list of shit. It's that's pretty on close the, to the, the section we were looking at earlier. I know. The list of shit on the chopping block. But it's also the list of stuff coming back. Uh, so, yeah. oh, does anybody give a shit about the royal, the next royal wedding coming up? Because uh, who the fuck cares? You know, I think maybe people in Great Britain would care a little bit more than us. Well, I don't. Yeah. Um. Where is that thing? <laughs> it was. Was it in the TV section? I don't know. I just saw it was, it was a it. big yellow and orange chart. Yeah, I can't find it. Dag damn it. All right, start talking about something. You're uh, at the end of the book. <laughs> no, I know. I'm, I'm starting. Let's go back. How to fix the movies. Uh, <laughs> That's terrible. First, was it was it this issue? Yeah. Yeah. I think we're just going to wait for you to find it. That'll be funny. 
You flip pages so slow. <laughs> it was it was near that other segment, if I remember. I know. Well, it was opened up to this segment. So. Well, yeah. There we there go. There we go. All right. So let's see who's uh, who's almost out. Well, start All with right. the bottom. Who's definitely All right, out? Dead and buried. Never heard of it. Um, no, that's the section. That's what it's called. This is these are shows. <laughs> these are shows that are not coming back. Um, the Cape. Yeah, no shit. Chase. Good guys, which is too bad because that's a fun, quirky little show. Yeah. Um, Life unexpected. Never heard of it. Lone Star. Never heard of Medium. it. Medium. Real. Oh yeah, that's right. My generation. Wait, didn't Medium just kind of quit? I don't know. Or was it canceled? I don't know. Somewhere in the middle. All right. Um, get it? Medium. I got you. Yeah. My Generation, Never Running Wild. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Smallville. But yeah. Smallville's like going out. That doesn't count. That has like 47 seasons. Yeah, I know. So, uh, and The Whole Truth. Um, mm-hmm. Danger Zone, Detroit 187, The Event, Human Target, Lie to me, which is kind of surprising. I thought th- I thought Human Target was already canceled. <laughs> I know. Uh, million Dollar Money Drop. Oh, my God. The people on that show is so stupid. No Ordinary Family. That's too bad. I heard that was pretty good. Yeah, live action Incredibles. Yeah. Um, off the Map. Oh, thank God. One Tree Hill Outsourced. Yeah, I know. The Danger Zone. Perfect Couples, which I think is unfair. It's only had four episodes. You know what, though? How many episodes does the Chevy Chase show have? I don't know. But that was different. I mean, that was that was a late night talk show. Still a show. That's so, all I'm saying. Um, actually, I think Perfect Couples could move to Fox, be a little racer, or even yes. even make it really racy and put it on like HBO or Showtime. Spike. I could see um, it on. You know, I watched the last episode. I don't what? like. I don't like those people at all. Okay. I I tried where they live in the house they're trying to sell while the people are away. Yes, for the shitty white trash brother, I understand that. But for the I'm a professional businessman brother, no, I don't believe they're it. not brothers. I know, but I'm just call- right. I just I'm just calling them that. All right, fifty fifty chance. Bob's Burgers. Never. I hope that it. stays. That's funny. Brothers and sisters. Never heard of it. That was on for a while. I don't on know. ABC, Chicago Code. Never heard Chuck of it. Chuck is almost done. Really? Yeah. Huh. Um. The Defenders, never heard Fringe, of it. which is surprise. Fringe will come back. That's surprising. Yeah, Fringe will come back. Law and Order, L.A. and Mad Love. Yeah, Mad Love. I heard was done. Mad Love just started. It's like two episodes or three episodes. It's only been off. No, like I mean I heard the weeks. whole season's done. Crazy. Like the whole series is they're just going to call. You know, it I watched this great. Um, I, I told you about this show called Episodes with yeah Matt LeBlanc. I was this first season's done. I was a little bummed that it was done because uh, it's pretty good. Um, looking good. Nine hundred two one zero. America's Next Top Model. Better with you. Celebrity Apprentice. Community. Good. Criminal Mind. Suspect Behavior. Community though. Order. Seriously, Community is looking good. Yeah. That's idiotic. You think it should be in the sure thing? Yeah. Category. I honestly, that one I do think should be. Out of all of them. Uh, let's see. Mr. Sunshine. Good. I'm glad that's looking good because mm. that's good. Parks and Recreation. That, just, that should be in the top as well. Wife Swap. Wife Swap. Oh. Uh, shit My Dad Says. That should be in the bottom. That should be all gone. Yeah. Done. Bye-bye. Um, and then there's other shit that I don't care about. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, sure thing. Thirty Rock, yeah. Amazing Race, American Dad, American Idol, uh, American Dad. Really? Yeah. That shows such a piece of shit. Uh, America's Funniest Home Videos, The Bachelor, Big Bang Theory. Good. That's renewed through 2014. Wow. Um, Biggest Surprising. Loser, Blue Bloods is a sure thing. I guess it's doing well. Wow. I, I gave that like two episodes. Yeah. It didn't um, appeal to me. What was the... Uh, what was... Uh, let's see. I guess Castle. this is just like basic TV, right? There's no like yeah, Mad no, Men or any of that no, stuff. No, no, no. this is... Okay. Uh, Cleveland Show, Cougar Town, renewed through 2012. Mm. Criminal Minds, uh, Family Guy through 2012. Glee through 2012. I'm just going through yeah. stuff that we might care about. How I Met Your Mother. Okay. Um, I should watch Mike that. and Molly is staying. Modern Family through 2012. Modern the Family Office. should be like through 2020. Raising Hope, which is surprising. I like that, that show. show. sucks. No, it's good. Two and a Half Men renewed through 2012. Bullshit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, um, Well, yeah, at that anyway. point, it was renewed. So Yeah, I know. And now it's like nothing. Yeah. Okay, so we got this voicemail that it came to us as an MP3, and it's labeled "lol lol." All right, so we'll see uh, what this is. Hello, Frank and Chris. I am a recent, fairly recent listener to your "Are You Serious?" podcast. Um, I'm just leaving some feedback for you guys because I wanted to, and I do what I want to most of the time. <laughs> No, anyway. Well, I have some problems with your podcast. Okay. I started listening to it, and the reason I did is because I just went into TV and film podcast and started from the top and worked your way down. And by, are you serious? I started with A, so you're one of the first ones, you know, I started to listen to. You're up there anyway. And so I started listening to you guys. And at the start, you know, I was getting into it and I didn't mind listening to you guys. Um, I didn't, not a big fan of your ranting, and that kind of wears thin after a while, the constant negativity, um, and the fact is you might be ranting about people being negative, but you're being negative in the process, and it's just bugging me, it bugs the shit out of me. <laughs> That's rather negative. Um, so he points that out later. Another thing, why I don't like your show is because you guys like Modern Family, and I Friggin' hate that show. I've, now I know he's just fucking with us. <laughs> just make me want to punch a baby animal. And I'm quite a peaceful person by nature. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, you just don't, you don't win any points for the love of that show. And one day, you were talking about it as, as the greatest show ever, and it's original and stuff, and it's never like, oh, say something, and then, oh, somebody hears it, you know, in the background, and you're saying, this show never does it. And that week there was this ad for that show and the exact same thing was happening that you guys said that doesn't happen on that show. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Do you even watch this predictable piece of shit? So that's just fucking annoying, alright? That show is shit. And I used to be a Mormon. Oh, yeah. I was brought up being a Mormon, left home, stopped being a Mormon. I uh, saw the area of the error of their ways, right? Realised it was just a piece of you know, shit, um, and I deserve, you know, I, I should be able to be angry at being brainwashed my whole life and having these negative feelings towards them. I have the right to do that, and, you know, I have 
a little bit of negative feelings towards them. But I don't like to go on about it and friggin' bitch and whatever. Just let it go. I don't talk about it. That's that's how I, you know, stop this all, this Jesus talk. Is I don't talk about that shit. You just let it go. Don't talk about it. And it'll go away. You know what I mean? If you talk about it too much, you're talking about it. And he's getting more, you're giving him more advertising. Don't talk about God. He'll go away. All right? So... Keep going with your show, but I'm not going to keep listening anymore. Well, I probably will, because I'm too lazy to find another podcast, but oh, your fucking show irritates me. Plus, I am aware of the fact that I was being negative in this voicemail and telling you to stop being negative. I'm aware of that, so you don't need to point that out. Too late. And another thing, the best thing about your show is fucking Reverend Scott. He's the funniest part of your show, but also the saddest part of your show as well, because he's sending the voicemail in and spending all this effort and time putting it together. And that's just fucking sad to me. Fucking play this voicemail. I fucking dare ya. Have a great show, guys. This was Rick from Australia. The only thing that I just want to point out, because the show's not for everybody, I know that. It's fine. We haven't been TV and film for... Six months? Yeah, I think that we're kind of like... We've moved to society and culture. Yeah. So... We shouldn't be listed on a TV and film, but if we are, I need to check on that, so I'm glad you pointed yeah. that out. So, all right. All right. I, I, I got nothing. Should I read this email? It's, a, it's, a, it's his opinion. He's entitled to it, so yeah. good. We did. We actually did a happy, happy, joy, joy show, didn't we? When did we do that? Oh, we did it a while ago. Remember uh, the response we got from uh, it? I've never been happy, happy. The, no, the, the response was, no, we like angry. Yeah, I know. So, fuck it. We got to do the angry shows, I guess. Whatever. All right, what do you got there? All right, this is a, a an email. It is from Merlin's Master. On the forums, you can find him under that name. He's okay. all over the place. Very nice. The title of this email is Religious Rhetoric on Our Secular Country's Currency, dot, 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 fuck that. <laughs> hey, Chris and Frank. Just wanted to chime in on your discussion of removing in God we trust from our currency, in which Frank's somewhat questionable knee-jerk reaction to it left me yelling at my iPod. I'd like to point out sometimes that you take the opposite side (laughs) just to piss me off, which is, I can usually tell based on how quickly you respond. Okay, Frank, (laughs) let me break it down for you. One, and this is good. This is good for me because I can address each point point by point. And is it all going to be... Fuck you. Every negative aspect of this country is because of institutionalized religion. Um, Every? I don't think that that's necessarily true. Um, First, we'd need to number every negative aspect of this country and then map it back to religion. Oh, boy. All right. Two, it may not affect your everyday life, but the fact that we have to abide and put up with all this religious nonsense does. But I don't. I, I I don't. Religion doesn't affect my life in any way. See, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you why it does okay. one day when Three. I have time. Jesus freaks can have whatever religious freedom they want, but the currency is for all of us. So keep anything religious off of it. Four. The only reason that shit was put on there in the first place was to advance a right wing political agenda, and it worked like a charm. Five. You say that our country was partially founded for religious freedom, but how does having a God we trust on our currency foster religious freedom? 
And finally, six, why do you even care if people want it taken away? Ah, here we go. I I, I don't care whether it's there or not. My My issue with the issue was that there's 63 bajillion other things to get your panties in a bunch over. But why does it have to be one thing? Why can't it be a whole bunch of things? And that could be one of them. But this is so far down the list. Like, uh, who the fuck cares? Oh, let's take the pyramid off there. That eye's bothering me. Well, it is right? kind of weird. Take Barbara Bush off the $1 bill. <laughs> I thought it was Robin Williams in a oh, wig. Oh, my God. <laughs> we just got you know this, it's um, like it's like no no better than like fucking rush going on and on about uh, michelle obama eating a rack of ribs who the fuck oh, who cares this is, some people do we just got this in we got this video link sent to us so uh let's see this is bill o'reilly teaches kids about science this should be good an ally so, bank uh, oh come you on. love our own Let's mute that. Allied so, Bank uh, isn't paying her. No. So in Salaries. six seconds, we'll bring it back up. Uh, this is on Cracked, so it should at least be entertaining. Let's see what we got. I love you, Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> You're my brother. That was weird. That was the intro. Yeah. It's teaching kids about science. David Beverly Hills, Florida. Uh, what do you mean when you refer to the tides when you ask about the existence of God? Science explains the tides, the moon's gravity pulls on the ocean. Okay, how'd the moon get there? Okay, well... How'd the moon get there? Most likely... One Look, with... you pinheads who attacked me for this, you guys are just desperate. <laughs> how'd the moon get there? How'd the sun get there? How'd it get there? Can you explain that to me? Yes. How come we have that and Mars doesn't have it? Mars does have a sun. It's just two moons. Fucking Demos further away from it. How'd it get here? How did that little amoeba get here? Crawl out there. How'd it do it? Come on. But I think I know. You have order in this universe. <laughs> you have an order in the universe. Tide comes in, tide goes out. Okay, yeah, the moon does it. Fine. How'd the moon get there? Who put there's it kids raising their hands that they're coming to. Nope. Okay, if we have existence, if we have life on Earth, how come they don't have it on the other planets? Are we just lucky? So yes. meteor do this? Yes. <laughs> you know, I, I see this stuff, it's desperate. As I've said many times, how'd the moon get there? How'd the moon get there? How'd it get there? How'd it get here? How'd the moon get there? Who put it there? <laughs> what a retard. How'd the moon get there? Fucking magnets, how do they work? <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice little stinger at nice. the end there, I like that. Oh boy! All right. I just you know it it's it's one of these things where it's just like and I and and it happens on both sides and this is this is this is one of them. It's just like there's so much other shit to get worried about, like the the fucking money. All right, drop really? it. That's enough. We've moved cares? on. We moved on four minutes ago. All right, I'm just that's saying. like an hour in All real right, lifetime. I'm just all right. So, um, I want to answer. Reverend Scott's challenge last week, his slanderous campaign ad. So I made something up. I, uh, I put the audio together. Um, I interviewed um, and privately taped, which probably is illegal, some of his um, some of the people in his campaign headquarters. So shall we take a listen? Yes. You hey everybody, this. this is Chris, the one half of the. I'm Chris talking to myself. Frank no, presidential ticket. 
Now, there have been a lot of accusations from the other side, and I would like to continue the mudslinging with this investigative report that we have. Now, I went undercover into Reverend Scott's quote-unquote campaign headquarters, and um, (coughs) you'd be surprised how trusting they all are of pretty much everybody. There was no questioning of credentials, no... they They didn't even know who the other candidates were or what they looked like. So we asked some questions, and um, let, let's see what we get. Uh, the first question we had was for his his campaign advisor, um, Mrs. Robinson, and um, we asked her, what was it that attracted you to Reverend Scott's campaign in the first place? So let's, let's uh, hear what she had to say about that. Some dumb bastard is nearly a million other dumb bastards following his every twit. Are you dumb bastards listening to me, you dumb bastards? So no real surprise there, I guess. Um, uh, We did ask her a follow-up question. How does she compare uh, gathering information now in an age when everybody shares everything to, you know, 40, 50 years ago when she had to actually dig for dirt? For years, I've collected personal data with old-fashioned methods like spy bots and infosquitos. But now, thanks to Twitcher, morons voluntarily spew out every fact I need to exploit them. Surprisingly, though, her assistant did have one thing to say about Reverend Scott. This guy sure loves porno. So we had long heard rumors that the campaign had a mascot. Apparently, it's a goat. <laughs> Wait, let's make it interesting. Vomit and diarrhea. Good idea. That way we don't waste an end. Ugh, it's putrid. What do you feed him? What comes out one end, we feed to the other. Also Indian food. In another candid moment, his volunteer in charge of his Twitter account um, let this slip. (laughs) Can you believe 50,000 idiots swallow that crap? Another volunteer let us know that Reverend Scott has the same message every morning that he tries to get out, but cooler heads prevail sup followers <coughs> burping eggs scratching my underarm fungus looking for love you know reverend scott comes off that he's very in touch with the people and technology and everything that's going on in the world but uh one of the one of the volunteers uh, recorded this exchange between him and another volunteer what's happening to me is it puberty it's a phone call dingus Later that same day, we found one of the volunteers uh, behind campaign headquarters near a drainage ditch with what looked like a banker's box full of papers. Uh, Before we got up to him, uh, we did hear him say this. Seems like a good place to ditch some evidence. When questioned about what possible evidence he could have. No one. Your mama. Shut up. Take your pick. When pressed for more information, uh, this in turn did some really strange things. Like, I give you a happy poopy time. When we poked around a little bit more, we asked um, what else they intended to uh, destroy or hide from public knowledge so that nobody would know. This old inefficient vote rigger! They started to be a little suspicious after we asked a lot of questions that um, they figured would show them in a negative light. And they asked us for our credentials again, and I had no choice but to say... Scoop Chang, New New York Times online podcast blog comments editor. The only reason I got away is because I promised them uh, space on my campaign, on the winning campaign. Um, 
to assist Frank and I in our day-to-day business, cold calling, all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. And arranging meetings and town halls and stuff. And they were actually very happy. They were very gracious uh, to not work for a corrupt, animal-abusing, uh, egg-burping, fungus-scratching weirdo, in their words, actually. <laughs> I didn't, we don't have that audio, but trust me, weirdo. So there you go. Uh, don't trust somebody that's changed their 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 campaign um, advisors multiple times. Don't trust somebody that's got Christian O'Donnell then drops her for somebody even worse. Never thought I'd be able to say that. So, you know, Reverend Scott might be funny and all, but is he right for the country? All yeah, right. motherfucker. And, and we and we have one more news story that I, I have uh, some audio from here. So um, I'll just play that. This is U.S. News at 10 with your host, John Simmons. Hello, I'm John Simmons. Here's our U.S. News top story. Our most recent preliminary polls suggest a slight change in last week's presidential campaign numbers. Chris Brickelheimer and Frank Hauser's lead of 3% of the vote over Reverend Scott has increased to 3.5%. Experts say this increase is likely due to an onset of those who are anti-Volkswagen anti-military, and Nazi sympathizers. (laughs) Up next is our continuing coverage of Egypt and its effects on Charlie Sheen. But first is our most recent campaign ad from Chris and Frank's opponent, Reverend Scott. Hi, I'm independent presidential candidate Reverend Scott. It has come to my attention that there have been some negative campaign ads circling the Internet and news media. I wanted to make it clear that tonight I, Reverend Scott, have every intention of running a clean campaign. Some ads that escape my full approval may have leaked out, and for that, I truly apologize. Those at my campaign camp involved did so completely without my knowledge and will no longer be part of my team going forward. I feel that those who rely on figuratively slinging mud in their ads must obviously need this negativity to make up for their lack of love for America and campaign know-how. If anyone opposing me in 2012 wants to support military fornication or Nazis, so be it. I fully support their right to their opinion, because after all, that's what Reverend Scott is all about. Support of the people. Plus, of course, peace and love. This message was actually supported by Reverend Scott, unlike those previously leaked negative campaign ads, which were completely unrelated to Reverend Scott's campaign. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was nice at the end. That was good. That was well good. played, sir. Oh, hey. All the stuff that I dug up was out of the mouths of other people. Nice. They did that. Those are probably all the people that were fired, though. The battle continues. But we hired them. Yes, we did. Interesting. What else you got, bitch? We'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting. Indeed. Ah. It's a long time till next November. Oh, my God, it is, yeah. So, 206-338-3094. Positive you- and negative feedback, I don't care. Yeah, bring it, bitches. Are you serious? Podcast <laughs> at uh, gmail.com. Way to instigate it. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just say, you're all wrong, assholes. <laughs> Oh, well. Fuck you the haters. You saving that for a special occasion. Fuck the haters. All right. If they can't keep, take a uh, joke. keep an ear out for a special message at the end here from Robocop. <laughs> no. How often do you get to say that? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> He's going to tell me not to smoke. No, no. 
Citizens of Detroit, Peter Weller here. Back in 1987, I played Alex Murphy, better known to you as Robocop, a good policeman that some greedy punks turned into a heavily armed cyborg. Now you want to build a statue, a monument to Robocop and all he stands for. Regrettably, not all of you see the wisdom of this tribute to the spirit of your city, specifically your mayor, David Bing, who said the idea is silly. Well, Mayor Bing, if that in fact is your real name, was it silly when Murphy sacrificed his very identity to fight crime? Was it silly when Murphy cleaned up drugs in Detroit to save the city from being demolished? Was it silly when Murphy battled the super robot Kane, tore out his human brain with his bare hands, all you could see was his spinal cord all wriggling around and stuff, and Kane was screaming, ah, all for you, citizens of Detroit? I don't find it silly at all. Well, the people of Detroit and RoboCop still have many challenges to face. Rampant unemployment, degradation of our nation's manufacturing base, and of course those corporate bastards at OCP led by their diabolical new CEO, Rick Snyder. But together, you, RoboCop, Eminem, Chrysler GM and Ford, Elmore Leonard, Michael Moore, Rita Franklin, Madonna, Tom Hulse, Tim Allen, Ted Nugent, Kirk Gibson, that dude who played Booger in Revenge of the Nerds. We will all work to rebuild our amazing city and erect a gigantic monument to Robocop, the cyborg of self RESPCT. Find out what it means. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. End of line.